0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: Tom, we, Hello? we uh, had another wonderful date this weekend.
2: I know. I really like that in 2018, we have flourished a great dating consistency. Mm-hmm. But this time, uh, we went on a date to see a friend of a podcast that we used to do, Tim and Tom show, guest on that said podcast uh local artist from kansas city who you could check out on spotify and all other streaming platforms i prefer spotify that's why i said that and that alone but his name is the royal chief
1: you can get a little taste on youtube you can look him up too yeah real good there you go yeah
2: he has some music videos uh, if you'd like to see him performing
1: by the way in those music videos you'll get to see all sorts of kansas city uh background you know a little mood setting. of course right Yes.
2: So we saw the Royal Chief here in Kansas City, uh, and we went on kind of a uh, double date, except for it was not my fiance, Emily, that was accompanying us because she had a presentation. uh, If you've been a longtime listener of the show, you know she's getting her master's degree from the University of Kansas. She had a 15 to 20 minute presentation she had to give and uh she's been preparing all semester for it so after that she goes you know what i'm doing tonight i'm drinking a big glass of wine and i'm staying in because i'm exhausted i said fair enough royal chief previous to this day had reached out to us and said hey Performing right next to you guys. You guys need to come see me. And we said, you know what? It's been long enough. We need to meet face-to-face. We've talked on Twitter. We've talked on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We've exchanged happy birthdays and great for yous and, uh, you know, retweets and music videos, all the stuff. But we have yet to meet face-to-face. So we said, you know what? We're doing it this time. <laughs> and so we did a double date. You, your wife, me, and your wife's friend. Mm-hmm. Karen karen mm-hmm. there it is and uh we had dinner and then after dinner uh we walked next door and we watched a really great performance from royal chief saw some opening acts before that and uh had a great old time what do you think
1: uh i enjoyed myself there and yes uh my wife's friend karen more accurately described as a sister i would say um but yet yeah, um a long-term friend um Yes, we had a wonderful time. All of us had a blast. We all had some fun, talked to some great people around. You danced, kind of. Hey, okay,
2: yes, and I did dance, and I did great at dancing. You know why? Why? Let's let's talk this out real quick on a podcast about pro wrestling. Dancing is all silly. Great. It's all silly. The Cabbage Patch is silly. The Walk It Out is silly. The uh, Snap Your Fingers is silly. It's all, all of those silly. are
1: silly. Yes, all of those choreographed things. It's all,
2: you know, it's all things. silly. Yeah, no, it's all silly. What's the thing now? The Whip and nane is that still a thing?
1: That's yeah. silly. Well, you're talking about um, any dance that like groups of people are going to go out and do at a bar like that are silly right yeah and
2: so we were at a bar yeah in a group setting
1: yes And so, I well you said the little, term all dance. dance is silly and i mean that, is. that's such all a dancing broad is silly uh, okay all right
2: no no no. all dancing is silly the only thing that matters about dancing is confidence if you do it with confidence people will buy it and so i got out there with my fanny pack on and i Shake my hips and I did it confidently and I got people to say nice dancing. And I thought it was
1: spectacular. Those people said nice dancing. Got three those, compliments those on my dancing. Words came out of their mouths. Nice got dancing. Three compliments uh, about my dancing. Usually Tim. accompanied with laughter. Usually with physical laughter. It
2: doesn't matter, okay? You know?
1: If yeah. the music well, plays, I'm shaking my hips. It takes special skill to also dance well and comedically entertain the onlookers. I mean, that takes a mm. lot of, of focus and, and skill. I mean, you must have practiced that.
2: And I did. Mm-hmm. I perfected it mm-hmm. uh, to the best of my abilities. And yeah. so, yes, I enjoyed dancing alongside the Royal Chief's music. Fun fact about his concert. Mm-hmm. He does a really great job as holding a crowd. His concert was not as, um, so he's known as a rapper, which if you listen to his music, he definitely raps, but it felt more as of a R and B show. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I agree. Yeah. It as
2: much of like a, we're jumping up and down. Yeah. Throw them bows, yeah. bitch. It was like, it wasn't hey, man.
1: thumping bass to where you couldn't hear anything. You weren't packed yeah. in tight, uh, elbow to elbow. And it was just going.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. And it you're was... just like, what's
1: he saying? I can't understand.
2: Right. He held the microphone appropriately. You understood his lyrics because he talked into the microphone as an adult should. Uh, his music was at a good quality to, like you said, where it wasn't thumping. You're like, hey, the earwax in my head is just jumbled around. That's all yeah, you're doing
1: to me. He didn't scream into the microphone because the microphone. Yeah, he didn't pull a an and
2: yeah. scream into the microphone. He did a really great adult performance and i thought it was great i even hugged him yeah. i hugged the royal chief ha! you didn't not you tim i'm just but, saying the no listeners. i did he, <laughs> gave, he
1: gave me a dip and a, and a hug. oh yeah and he called me by my instagram handle which is fun right yeah mm-hmm. yeah It was great. Um, so uh which just means he doesn't know my name and then so i um yeah, wanted to give a fun tip for anybody listening we've said this before this is a spanish announce table public service announcement you never have to scream into a microphone. Like if you're hyping up a crowd or if you're you know what I mean? Like you're rapping, you know, aspiring rappers mm-hmm. and stuff. Um uh y- you can change your voice inflection and get excited and get everybody involved, right? And get everybody on board. Mm-hmm. You don't have to scream into the microphone, everybody. That's what it does for you. Right? Like it's doing the shouting for you. If you shout it into it, you've created a problem for the listeners over here. So anyway The concert was fun. Royal Chief was great. Very, like you said, very welcoming. Um, The opening acts, um, you know know what I mean. We'll say mixed results. If you if if you were there, and and if any of the people there were to ask, obviously we would have our own. uh, You know, you guys weren't there, so we won't bore you with that. But I think the singer, the lady that was singing, was really good. uh, Had a good guitar player. Oh,
2: she was fantastic. And if you listen to Royal Chief's music after this recording of Spanish announce table, and want to listen to his music. Any of the female vocals is the uh, singer that we saw opening up for him uh, on Friday night. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, she was spectacular. He also – oh, go ahead. I was going to say, of all of the opening acts, which I think he had three, she was the most impressive. And then obviously Royal Chief is a very good singer or rapper, entertainer, however you want to say it. Um, So, yeah. It was yeah. an overall very fun night. Yeah, he also what else even
1: did you do this weekend. He also even reached out uh, the next day and thanked us. Uh, uh, assuming did the same to you, uh, and thanks yeah. for coming out. Isn't that fun? It uh, is fun. It's fun. Yeah, um, I have. I'm on my week off, Tom. Uh, this is Thursday for anybody uh, playing along here uh, when we're recording this. And Monday I will be starting the new job. So I've had this whole week off uh, and been. How's it been? It's been good. I mean, I've been getting in a lot of appointments so that I won't have to. you Yeah, I mean. St- do that early on in the new job and that kind of thing. Um, so it's mm-hmm. been not necessarily, I'd say rest and relaxation or anything like that, you know, been getting mm-hmm. some stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, my wife's birthday fell, uh, during that time. And so we managed to go out and go down. We went to cafe gratitude, uh, down in the, uh, Oh, uh, did uh-huh. you
2: order a um grateful or a spectacular because uh, they always name they all of the things after emotions. I was a mucho. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. then uh, eternally blessed, which was the coffee uh Good night. milk. I,
2: I love. Cake. It, milk yeah, cake. it's a vegan mm-hmm. restaurant. I, it's a it's a chain. It's available in other cities across the country. Yeah, but not many. Um right, not many. It's not like a Taco Bell, but right. you know, it is a chain. Um uh, i love their food very uh-huh. good vegan options especially in a city like kansas city which all is known for barbecue based. yeah all right. plant based so it's a good alternative to the hey i don't want to feel heavy after my meal one thing though that just we don't eternally grateful yeah guys just call it a damn coffee i get yeah. it right but also yeah. can we kind of pump the brakes a little bit you know
1: what i did like was uh they have a question of the day that they ask Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. that's fun Mm -hmm. right i don't even remember remember i don't (laughs) don't at uh i don't know we also stopped at some coffee house slash bakery thing somewhere around there too i really don't remember the name of that one either uh to be honest with my wife was kind of leading the charge on that since it was our day right where do you want to go was it near where i live
2: was it called mud pie no
0: Ninth
1: street it's in this building that has like multiple floors it looks like and then like the open <laughs> you walk in and it's all open Um uh, mm. like the bakeries over there over there like making the bread you can kind of see that in mm. like open air mm. and then like it's got uh, several floors that you can you can walk up, several flights of stairs, right. and then there's like other seating up there and stuff. So um, we stop the there for a little if bit. If you
2: uh, talk to your wife, uh, ask her what the name. Yeah, I have
1: to pull up what the name of that was because it wasn't bad. Uh, yeah. So we did all that, you know. I mean, just kind of took that one easy, and then later that night went out to eat with the kids and that kind of stuff. Kind of did a lighter one because she's going to go out with uh, Karen and then Karen's twin sister. Those are the, uh, the twins that we talked about before, and then their mm-hmm. other longtime friend. They're going to all go do something crazy. Uh, big time. So we took it light on our end. Um, well, what else, man? I think that was it. It was really it because I'm just preparing, man, getting ready to, to psych myself into the new job. You know.
2: There you go. I like it. Mm-hmm. Starting off with mm-hmm. a fresh start, a week to recharge, <laughs> get back into the workforce, uh-huh. and get after it, uh-huh. impress the new employer. Yeah,
1: I'm just got to remember to shave.
2: <laughs> That's hard to do. Mm. That is hard to do.
1: Yeah, well, and then you got to reach the balls. You know, I mean, it's really tough, It's, tough. It, it's, it's tough. difficult. It's tough. It's tough. Mm. What about you?
2: So after our date, um, the rest of the week was filled with um, exercising, and mm. at my job, we rebranded. So we went from RFP three sixty five to RFP three sixty. So the initially the owners uh, wanted to call the company RFP three sixty. At the time, the domain was for sale for an astronomical number of, like, $8,000. Something stupid. I RFP know the feeling. Yeah, By the way, the way, check thing.
1: out our website, Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So it was very much
2: like uh, what we've experienced with the .net, .com thing. But RFP 365, at the time of their uh, startup creation, was like $5. So they're like, let's just do 365. Now we're at a point where the price had went down, but also we're at a point where we could afford that as a company. And again, it's not that dollar amount. Uh, So we purchased the RFP 360, went through the process of getting the Facebook, the website, the application, all of that. So my week has been filled uh, in the support role with assisting customers saying, what the hell is this? I went to 365 and now it says 360. What is it then? Well, did what? you log in? Yeah. Did you guys well, get bought out? Oh yeah. Is it? I had one customer. Uh, he goes, "Is this a scam? Are you is this is this 360 taking my money?" Well, yes, because you're a user, but no, yeah. it's still the same company. I,
1: I'm I'm going to be walking into a situation too where I I was hired by a company who has a parent company who's been buying up, right? And they're all kind mm-hmm. of merging together, but mostly under the name of this one, right? It's mm-hmm. going from company name, X, com- right? It's it's X company. Right. And now it's going to be X holdings, right? You know what I mean? Like, yep. because mm-hmm. now they hold these. Other, and and so, that
2: just throws people off so much. And I'm going to so be much.
1: going there as that's happened. And <laughs> yep. now I'm going to have the rough time of being like, yes, we were X company. Mm-hmm. But I don't fun. know anything about it at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah no,
2: I do, so I can answer questions. But man, I tell you what, you want to confuse old people or just people in general? Just slightly change your name, and they will just lose their shit. Mm-hmm. So that's been my week, as far as like the work week has been concerned. One other thing that we did. So as you see. For those with the enhanced radio, we have new merchandise and swag. So I got like a hat, two different shirts, a cup, a backpack, all the cool new RFP 360 stuff. Um, But another thing that we do at RFP 360 is once a quarter, we go out into the community and try to help out in some way. And today we went to the city uh, rescue mission. And we fill boxes of food and pamphlets for what to do when – because the, uh, the city rescue mission sends out a turkey along with the food so, like, they can have a Christmas turkey, I guess. And so we put instructions because some people just, like, put a turkey out for three days and think that's how it's thawed. Obviously not. And so – We have pamphlets of that, some information on like what to do if you're part of the working poor, if you're part of, you know, living assisted uh, housing, things like that, put all these packages together. So we did that for the second half of our Thursday. So that felt good to help out the community. Um, So we do that once a quarter Uh, last quarter, we were at harvesters and we packaged food up there. Mm -hmm. And then this time we went to the city rescue mission. I think next quarter we're going to do something with the Kansas city pet project. I think that's been kicked Uh, around and um, kind of being researched right now, but yeah, so we did our good deed as a company for the month or excuse me for the quarter. Um, And then tomorrow, we are celebrating having our company meeting at Beer Station, if you guys know what that is. And uh we're going to we rented out the whole place and uh we're going to celebrate our rebranding and the work week that was uh at Beer Station going to go through financials and all the hiring and stuff like that cuz we're a growing company uh and have fun there. Well,
1: that's exciting. Yeah, look, a change of bounds for all of us, right? We're coming up on the new year. That's going to be a lot yeah, of and I tell you
2: what, this company is so great. Like, you know, I was at Acceligent for four years, and that place fucking sucked a fat one from the back. I hated that place. But this company is just astronomically different. Love it. If you have a need for requests for proposals, Google it if you don't know what it is, and your company needs it, use our software. We're awesome. Anyhow, so, we don't need to be plugged That <laughs>
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, so anyway. Um, uh, you want to get into some news? Yeah, let's get into news. Yeah, you want, you want to me news? go first? Yeah, I can go first. Let's talk about Tom. Let's see. What do we want to talk about first? Let's go with NXT UK. So there's been a lot of news lately. Obviously, Rhea Ripley is the uh, new NXT UK women's champion. Uh, they're setting up. They're really getting that thing rolling over there in the WWE. And there's been a lot coming out about some of the new contracts and the deals that they've had where they're going to be putting some of these UK promotions on the network, it sounds, and mm-hmm. you know, use a lot of their talent. So they've got new contracts out for the top stars. And then others, they've allowed them that they're going to be able to work UK indie shows, although there's going to be some limits of non-WWE-affiliated promotions. But reportedly, and this is the fun one that I like here, D- WWE's got options to buy several of these bigger promotions in a couple years if they so choose, like ICW and Progress, right? And that would be mm-hmm. over the next few years and for a predetermined amount. And some of these are in the high six figures, right? And so that way they would be able to buy it, shut it down so they're no longer competing with themselves, right? So they've basically bought themselves times to get <laughs> up and running, take the talent they want, pay that person for their trouble, shut them down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's mm-hmm. how they take over everything.
2: This this feels so much like in the 1980s when Vince McMahon was going around to the central states, since we're in Kansas City, and telling you know uh, Bob Geigel, hey, everything's cool, everything's fine. We're gonna use this Bulldog Bob Brown guy in our promotion, but you will be totally cool. And then six to one year later. All of a sudden, Central States is gone. So British Pro Wrestling, hey, I like Progress. I don't watch it consistently because, Christ almighty, it's just there's so much to watch that I can't keep up with everything. But everything that I did see when Matt Riddle was there, things like that, I've enjoyed. Uh, But if I'm being candid, RIP, you're gone. Yeah.
1: You well, know, here's all what I think. these
2: places, they're out.
1: They're doing <laughs> this around the world. They're, we're going to have NXT UK, we're going to have NXT Germany, mm-hmm. we're going to have NXT mm-hmm. Australia, and mm-hmm. they're going to be the feeder, And then WWE is going to be there as the main player for everything in the world that, that, you know what I mean, fits to come over and do the big stage over here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and, you know, this is the only – I mean, if you look at what WWE has done, where they've grown to, and what they've conquered, this is the only next thing they could do if they were to keep about their path. I agree, but I also feel
2: not to go too far into this uh, story because we've got some other news to talk about and our favorite things of the week, Raw and SmackDown included. Um, but I feel, yes, I agree. This is the next logical step right? That they, that they can do because it's like, what else, right? Mm-hmm. However... I also feel like, hey, maybe we're overreaching. Now, I don't feel like this is an apples-to-apples comparison, but it feels very much like when WCW Nitro was killing it and just doing awesome, and then they added Thunder, right? right? And they were just like, well, what do we do with Thunder? And I'm not saying that WWE is not capable of figuring out what to do with WWE or NXT UK and NXT Brazil and NXT Asia and all this stuff. However, I do feel like, you know, a a Hershey's kiss one, one a day is good, right? If I had one Hershey kiss a day, that's great. You know what's not great? six bags of Hershey kisses Mm -hmm. a day, right? Eventually I'm going to get over over oversaturated with this. And then what, what I'm doing is then I'm just saying, you know what? It's too much. And I go away.
1: Right. Never again. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I feel like, you know, if we're using the Hershey kiss analogy, I feel like we're at four Hershey kisses a day, which is like not horrible, but it's also like, if someone if you told a friend that, they'd be like, Really, man? Four Hershey yeah, Kisses a, lot, a day. Dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you might, uh-huh. you might, you know, and, and hey, you try do a, a and, you, and you do a podcast about Hershey's Kisses, dude, that sounds right. like a lot. All right. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like
2: with this step of taking over the UK and things like that, we're getting to a point where the business model or just the company we get sour on because mm. it's content over over storylines and then we all just go away because now we want an alternative
1: well and another angle to think about too is that like yeah it's wwe's thought process is we take over the world right we squash it's it's mm-hmm. it's corporate that's how corporations work mm-hmm. all around the world now it's squash every bit of competition buy them up eat them up swallow them up get all of the profits to us in in our service or product right great mm-hmm. great sure you know I think we could do some things to check the the, uh, the abuses of that, but whatever. Um, they're going to do that, and sure, okay. So will that make uh, a great feeder system all around the world for WWE? And will that make their global network great? So that, will that make access to the WWE network and wrestling all around the world easier for everybody? Yeah, but it'll make the entire wrestling industry run through the eyes of the wwe machine like there will be no alternative product at that point like there's no mm-hmm. there there is and then there's no way for them like they've been great at times in the past of catching on to what the hot thing was outside of them and going oh this is the next thing right that ECW turned into the attitude era right mm-hmm. the right examples mm-hmm. of that are all about in wwe right so You're going to lose that if you don't have any option to look at, right, to see what they're doing and improve upon it. So, yeah, I don't know where you go from that. But we'll see. Not I don't guess. either. But we will find it's out. It's going to happen for sure. They're not being mm-hmm. stopped. There's nothing to yeah. stop them. So
2: the only thing that's going to stop them is sabotage and it's miscalculations themselves. from within. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you got? You got some news too, yeah?
2: Well, I've got another potential sabotage and miscalculation on behalf of the man family.
0: Uh-oh.
1: XFL. Right.
2: Remember yeah. that thing twenty uh, years ago?
1: Well, yeah. The new one's coming.
2: Yeah, so the new one is coming back in uh, 2020, and today they announced the city and stadiums uh, for the upcoming season. Now, I won't go through the stadiums, although I will state kind of in a generality, it seems like these stadiums are way too big for a first inaugural season of a football league that has a sour taste and then isn't reestablished. I'll just say that generally speaking. But here are the XFL cities. We have XFL New York, Mm -hmm. XFL Dallas, XFL Houston, XFL LA, XFL St. Louis, XFL Seattle, XFL Tampa Bay, and XFL DC. Now, of all those cities, only one does not have an NFL team, and that's St. Louis. Because they've lost two of them. Right. Well, XFL Los Angeles has two football teams, from the NFL that no one goes to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, so, and they would have gone, at least, though, to the Raiders if you would have moved them back, but you didn't. But whatever.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. There's, to me, as a football fan, there's a lot of uh, missteps, generally yeah, speaking.
1: I read. For one, go ahead.
2: Yeah. For one, uh, XFL New York, whatever that New York team is, really. You think people are going to go to an outside stadium from February, March, April? That's going to be rain and cold and and miserable. And you have a TV deal, so guess what they're going to do? They're just going to yeah.
1: watch it on TV. And let's and let's bank this, right? Because, like, uh, or, or let's let's tabulate this. NFL is the A team, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. College football is going to be the B team. Mm-hmm. Your C team at best. And there's this other football league also coming out with major investors in NFL mm-hmm. people coming along that's okay. going to come out mm-hmm. before you. Before mm-hmm. you. That is also mentioning some innovative uh, mm-hmm. fan interactions like you are too. Man, you might have got beat to the punch on this thing. And on top of that, generally speaking, there is a ton
2: of older demographics that are football fans that remember how much of a. Joke, for lack of a better term, the first XFL was. So you think they're going to give a second chance, just like you said, with NFL being the A team, college football being the B team, this other league beating you to the punch. And then on top of that, people have a sour taste in their mouth of what you did the first time around yikes
1: well and let's discuss some financials here tom because this is my part to add to the story that this is not specifically attributed to the xfl however Mm -hmm. vince mcmahon sold 306 thousand shares of wwe stock on november 30th worth 22.8 million dollars now if you will remember mcmahon sold 100 million dollars worth of of his stock to fund xfl parent company the alpha entertainment company last year <laughs> mcmahon is reported as saying he intends uh, or he expects to spend an additional 500 million dollars in the first three years of operations yeah, three mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mcmahon currently still owns you want to guess how many uh, shares he owns of wwe stock oh uh- I don't
2: to to be honest with you shares are mm. over my head but I'm going to guess 500 million.
1: So he just sold 306,000 shares worth 22.8 mm-hmm. million. He currently owns 31,887,375 shares of WWE stock worth almost 2.4 billion dollars at today's stock price. Well, whatever day yeah. that article was that I wrote. Yeah. Um, you know, um This is all his money. He's not taking this from the company. So, whatever, bro. Exactly. Hey, do
2: what you want. And you're, what, 97 years old or whatever?
0: You know, I'm joking there. Hey, Bill
1: Snyder retired from college football, Vince. You ought to get a clue here. Aren't you about the same age? I mean, like, really here.
2: The only thing that I think the XFL has in their back pocket that will make them innovative and maybe cutting edge over the NFL college football. Uh, and this other new league that I can't remember the name of is they've have a track record with the WWE network where yeah. they established. Mm-hmm. So Netflix is the streaming service, you know, gold standard, right? right but right. you know what? Netflix doesn't not do at all live events, right? You know, who is the gold standard for that WWE. to a certain extent, major league baseball, but yes. also the WWE, right? And so with WWE and their resources with the network, you would imagine There's a play. they can do the mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can imagine they'll say, hey, let's take the model of the WWE network. Now they don't have the XFL, the catalog, and history as the WWE does. However, let's do a live streaming service that we know is gonna work because now in 2018 go rolling into 2019, the WWE network not working isn't a thing anymore.
1: Like oh, yeah. It's rare you, if ever. Yeah, right. when
2: you tune into Royal Rumble, you know, WrestleMania, whatever the Barely event a is, hiccup. you you assume it's yeah. going to work right. seamlessly. So the only thing that I think they have a step on the competition, even the NFL, is we can bank on that we're going to provide live entertainment in different cities. And after this football game is done we can catalog it and put it on demand as soon as it's over so that if you weren't there at noon you can watch it at 6 p.m at night
1: his advantage being mcmahon is the 50 years experience of being a major media distribution and conglomerate company i mean just just massive in terms of moving and producing content for sale uh, mm-hmm. wwe is is better than a uh, light year is better than almost any company you could name i mean it's yeah. just intense i mean they rival sony for that kind of stuff you know what i mean mm-hmm. like I'm just Disney throwing stuff, stuff out yeah. there yeah so yes yes but again you're coming late man there's nothing stopping this other company that's outside the nfl or even the nfl also working with the same company that made the N- mlb network which is what you did you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, or whatever they call the MLB app or whatever that is, right? Whatever, yeah. at bat mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, you know, uh, there some of that isn't proprietary for you. You know what I mean? You could lose out on that before you get a chance to play your card, so.
2: Definitely. I, but I, I just see that that is one thing where they don't necessarily have to troubleshoot or anticipate oh, yeah. uh, snags. They can say,
1: yep. we've got confidence hey,
2: that this is going to work.
1: We Plus, they're a traveling live operation constantly. Right. So, yeah, they know what it'll entail to get logistics of teams flying to other cities and, and hotels and all that. <laughs> like, oh, we already know how to do that. We got that. covered. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure.
2: And the the other thing that I think will work into their advantage, but again, that sour taste that the general public, at least in America, I don't know how it's viewed internationally, but in America is XFL was a joke. It was stupid. It was edgy for no reason. It had up the skirt shots of the cheerleaders and all of that. They are going to go away from that. They've kind of even said like, we're going to be a more family oriented show. Okay, great. However, I applaud them for saying like, "What didn't work the first time we're going to go away from like, we're not doubling down on the no kickoffs and things like that. But like you said, I agree with you. There's so many options, especially in the NFL. I, and I was telling you this off air, I feel like the NFL has the model down. Now is there chinks in the armor? Of course, right? There's, you know, the concussion protocol, there's Mm -hmm. safety issues, things like that. However, it's very much like NASCAR, right? Like when you say circle racing with cars, it's NASCAR. It's called NASCAR. It's NASCAR you don't call right? it, you don't call it uh driving in a circle, right?
1: UFC runs into this. Like you have to tell yeah. people like it the sport is not UFC, that's just the company yeah, name. Yeah. It's
2: right? MMA, right? right? And exactly. It's it's race car driving, and it's not NASCAR. But when you say football, it's NFL, right? Like mm. I want to be an NFL player. You don't say I'm going to be an XFL player. Now, can that change over yeah. the course of 10 years? Yeah. Well, let's just, be honest. This I, is going out of business in 2022.
1: Surprised they didn't come up with a different name. Surprised he even. Yeah. Call it Alpha Football League, AFL. Well, you well, know? well. well. But well, yeah, anything. Know. Something, something, man. Something. Yeah. Know, it seems weird. Seems weird.
2: You got right. another one?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, we're going to stick kind of on this WWE and their logistics and how they handle this. The Wrestling Observer is reporting that WWE will begin running two separate production crews for Raw and SmackDown uh, when SmackDown moves to Fox in 2019. Raw's going to run their Monday shows and a Sunday house show, and the SmackDown crew will run Fridays uh, and then Saturday house show. Now, WWE also reportedly wants this so that they can begin airing the house shows on the WWE Network on a more regular basis. So it's no longer a house show then. Uh, mm-hmm. But well, uh, it'll be a stripped down version, right? Of, you know, they call those, yeah, they don't even call them house shows officially, mm-hmm. they call them WWE live events. Um, mm-hmm. so and uh, that could be interesting. So, at, in no, any, any given Friday, if you know, for people who are super bored, you mm-hmm. could, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm never gonna watch in Poughkeepsie, nope. New York, a fucking house yep. show. Yeah, if you go
2: to Des Moines, Iowa, and tell me WWE Live is gonna air a show at noon on Saturday, I don't give a shit.
1: No, I would rather you, yeah, give an option to like, you, like, we, like you're doing there in England. Give these other local promotions. A chance to be on your network, and I'm going to watch that and get great. And then, yeah, you're going to get more subscribers and sell ads against Mm -hmm. it, right? Like, yeah. But if you just tell me that it's a
2: cage match between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles for the WWE Championship Saturday at noon from, uh, you know, Omaha, Nebraska, well, I fucking know what is going to happen. I'm not tuning into that.
1: Yeah, right. Not going to go into that. That's
2: the thing, you know. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, and I definitely am. And so tweet the table and let me know how tired you are of hearing of this comment, but it still holds true. They're choosing content over stories and, and substance. So what they want is for you to be bored, right? And on a Saturday and for you being a college football fan, college football's over now, right? right? And so what they're wanting you to do is fill that time that you were watching K-State football with a house show from Miami, Florida, or whatever it is, right? And so they're choosing the content, the, hey, he turned on, or he or she turned on the the network for another hour this week, right? But as a viewer, as a... Person who is trying to be entertained by what I'm seeing on my mobile device or television, it fucking sucks.
1: <laughs> it's bad. It's not good. It's boring.
2: It's but again, slow. but you can go to the advertisers and you can say, hey, Gushers or whatever, you know, Surge Soda, whatever the fuck the advertisers are, you know, AutoZone, and say, The average person watches WWE Network for 11 hours a week, and they don't fucking care that you're not entertained. They just care that you're conditioned like Pat Bob's dog
1: theory. Of course not, right. And
2: they turning it on.
1: No. The only reason WWE would care if you're entertained is because (laughs) – is if they can verify that, hey, them being this much more entertained is going to keep them on longer. But if they don't (laughs) see that as a reason – for you to stop watching it which apparently some people just don't yeah because uh, well, they
2: have so much back catalog right like i know as a WWE network subscriber since day one what i use that for and it's great the live content right and all of these pay-per-views for 9.99 i'm watching more pay-per-views than i ever have in my life oh, yeah. back mm-hmm. in the day i'm either trying to legally download it or just miss it and catch it mm-hmm. on monday on twitter or whatever right Dirt but Yeah, dirt cheats and all that. But what I use the WWE Network for, other than those pay-per-views and things like that, is to relive the great moments or share with a non-wrestling fan something amazing because their catalog is the standard barrier for pro wrestling, right? So if I want to say, like, dude, so there was this one time when they – they crucified the Sandman and they go like, no way. They never did. Like, yeah, watch this. And they pull up the ECW and I show Sandman getting crucified mm. by Raven. Right. And Kurt Angle, I can tell him the story that he was going to sign with ECW, but because he was so offended by this being a person of faith, he didn't sign with them. And then he went to WWE and the rest is history. And they're like, no way. Right. Like I'm, I'm doing that or dude. You know who's innovative? The Steiner Brothers. You don't believe me? Let's watch 1991 WCW, Doom versus the Steiner Brothers, and I can show you action that if you put it in 2018 would hold and maybe beat some of the competition today, right? That's what I use
1: the network for, yeah, and
2: that's a- why I'm never going to cancel it. And so that's where they got me. They always got me with the catalog is just oh, yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm never – yeah. Yeah, they got me for that same reason. The catalog is always yeah. there. They've got various other random things. Like, I can pull up a table for three and be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'd like to hear what. uh... Edge
2: and Christian.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they go. And that's
2: why I can't cancel. Like, I see all of the hashtags because we're so sour on the, you know, we're going to air house shows now thing. Mm -hmm. It's. But I can't cancel it. It's, it has all the stuff I want. The new stuff is kind of brunt. But I like the Edge and Christian show. I like the whole catalog of ECW. I like the Nitros and Thunders and Starcades and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's like you got me by the balls and you fucking know it. And instead of like rewarding me for being a tried and true fan, you just say, well, we are going to get the most out of this shit until you die. And it's like, mm-hmm. damn it.
1: Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> All right, well, what else you got? You got another story for me, don't you?
2: Well, yeah, I do. And I, I want to share this because we, we went to the XFL thing and we're talking about, you know, uh, live entertainment, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. One thing that I just want to rant about a little bit is. Uh, reported this last Monday, the lowest rated Mm. raw in the show's history. And I understand in 2018, especially for the demographic that is WWE, we consume media differently, right? There's mobile apps, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's blah, 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 live and all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. There's YouTube and things like that. I understand that. So generally speaking, ratings across the board, dipped a little bit however i'm tired of the narrative from the wwe apologist that says well ratings don't matter anymore like since the attitude era has died like ratings don't matter yes it, yeah, does. it sure does Sure does. everything that gets canceled is based off of ratings ask so fox
1: and usa if they care about ratings
2: exactly so please do not tell me that ratings don't matter and i get dvr and you know on demand and all of that stuff is a thing that is not accounted for in a rating system however live entertainment as i mentioned across the board has dipped a little bit but not by much if you go back to the 2016 election donald trump and hillary clinton had astronomical numbers for their debate two years ago the wwe or excuse me the NFL had overall for their season, the most highest ratings for an entire season. Now, not per game, but if you took everything into consideration, that season was higher rated than any other season in football history. Mm-hmm. When the basketball, the last four years, it's been uh, golden state and Cleveland. The first two years had an increase each time. And the third year had an apex. The fourth year it dropped off. And you know Why? Because things were expected. We knew that Golden State was the better team. So that is why, in my opinion, WWE's ratings continue to fall. It's not that live entertainment isn't something that we watch on a traditional cable outlet anymore. Because we definitely do, as I just mentioned with all of the data from the debates and NFL and World Series and NBA Finals. It's when you give us a product that we know what's going to happen We're not going to care.
1: I do not have to watch Raw live or else I'm going to miss something and everything's going to be ruined for me because Mm -hmm. even if I get spoiled by something on Twitter, it probably wasn't that big of a deal anyway. It wasn't that shocking. It wasn't that uh, envelope pushing. It wasn't anything of note. And the other thing that I I think that they should look at is – when you
2: give us a shocking moment and you pop a rating, right? Like Dean Ambrose turned on Seth Rollins the night that Roman Reigns had announced that he had leukemia. Mm. That's a big shocking moment. And so the next week the rating popped up, right? Cause we go like, Oh shit, we got to see what's happened. But when you don't follow through and you lower the expectations, we go, at least for me, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I'll just say, hey, I'll just watch this now and see if anything trends on Twitter. And if it does, then I'll tune in. But if it doesn't, I'm good. But you know what I don't miss? You know what I don't miss at all? SmackDown. SmackDown consistently gives me things I want to watch. And that is the point I want to make about the live entertainment.
0: Okay.
2: Anyway, I have one other quick story for you. And this is kind of sad, and so I'll make it brief, because if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know the details, so I will not bore you or or insult your intelligence. However, I think it is important to note, uh, this week we lost two legends of the pro wrestling industry, Dynamite Kid and Larry the Axe Henning. What are your thoughts when I say Dynamite Kid or Larry the Axe Henning? Anything come to mind?
1: Larry the Axe was a little bit before me still. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Mr. Perfect was like one of my dudes growing up, you know, right. like, uh, and so I knew the name Larry the Axe because of, mm-hmm. him. Um, dynamite kid. I really only knew two because also when I was real young and, and you know, that, uh, the British bulldogs were around, it was at the tail end of the British bulldogs and mm-hmm. when he was going into be just being the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, I even kind of remember being young, being like, "Whatever happened to the other Bulldog?" You know what I mean? Like right. I never really knew anything <laughs> about it. So like I, I vaguely remember the British Bulldogs, but I really don't know much about Davy Boy Smith or I mean, um, Dynamite Kid. Uh, to be honest with you, at all.
2: Yeah. So I agree. I, I I'm in the same age group as you. So I was a little bit too early. Uh, or too young i should say for the dynamite kid Mm -hmm. obviously i'm a little bit too young for larry the axe henning however and going back to the WWE network what's awesome is i say i need to educate myself right i want to be a more well-rounded wrestling fan so i did check out the dynamite kid and good night outside of the network his matches with tiger mask were insane he was a guy you know I always say the the guy that broke the mold for the smaller guys was Shawn Michaels, right? Mm -hmm. When Shawn Michaels became champion, it kind of opened the floodgates to say, like, you know, you smaller guys, and fast forward, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, you know, so on and so forth, you could be a champion, because look what Shawn Michaels did, and I still think that that is true. However, in that land of the Giants during the 1980s, when it's Hogan and Andre and Big John Studd and stuff like that, Dynamite Kid was killing it every night. And yes, he did the international matches. Like I said, if, if you want to see a great match that holds, you know its weight uh, as far as being compared to a Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, watch Tiger Mask and Dynamite Kid. I thought he was spectacular in the ring. For me, yeah. I'm also more of a promo guy, so that kind of didn't check all the boxes. But that aside, Dynamite Kids in ring matches if you just want to say like what was some good matches in the 80s well if you don't want to see big punches and leg drops let's go away from hogan but let me show you dynamite but hey, like that's what i would hey, say
1: there was a lot of tests of strength and eye pokes like eye raking yes
2: i Come agree on, now some credit on the other end of that I was more familiar with Larry the Axe Henning after that History of the AWA DVD was released. Remember right. when they put that with Vern Ganya and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Larry the Axe Henning was like a mainstay in that uh, organization. So I became a little bit more familiar with his work there. Now, he's the opposite of dynamite kid. If you like the big punches and the uh, uh, test of strength or the, the you snarl. Know, Right. right or the rest holds well larry yeah. max Henning's gonna give it to you but he was believable
1: like oh it looked the like fight the 10 count head banging into the turnbuckle there was a lot of that right. mm-hmm. uh-huh. but he made you think like hey
2: man that guy could kick your ass if you piss him off right so he,
1: yeah he, i always he heard he was like bowl. tough nasty yeah yeah. The Axe. And, uh, I mean, how do you get the name of The Axe? You know?
2: Exactly. And another good thing, or not another good thing, but another note about uh, Larry the Axe Henning, uh, good friend uh, before he passed, obviously, today, a uh, good friend of, friend of the show, Rob Schamberger. So uh, check out Rob Schamberger on Twitter. He has a lot of great positive things to say about Larry the Axe Henning. He has some good artwork that he shared uh, in memory of him and uh, his family, Mr. Perfect and well. Curtis
1: Axel. I know for sure there is some Rob Schamberger, Larry the Ax, artwork as you mentioned. Uh, there may be of the Dynamite Kid too. So uh, you know, always mm-hmm. check out Rob's stuff yeah. if you want to. You know, uh,
2: yeah, but uh, even more so for for uh, Larry the Ax because he had an actual personal relationship right. with him. Mm-hmm. So uh, he does have artwork of Dynamite Kid, and again. I would say if you're not familiar with Dynamite Kid and you're in the age group that me and Tim are, that's understandable. But educate yourself. He is very good. I put him in that mold of the Steiner Brothers, Ron Simmons, where it was like this looks like a real fight, and it also is like high athleticism. You know, like this is incredible for the time period. The the Flying Brian Pillman's, the Juice and Thunder Ligers, mm-hmm. that you know, uh, that kind of. Um, corner of pro wrestling they they did awesome yeah the owen hearts yeah Mm -hmm. definitely um so just want to mention that uh so condolences to the family yeah but uh you want to take a quick break so we can kind of switch gears and talk about our favorite things and get positive
1: yeah well i think we're going to come back next segment just kind of hit raw and smackdown in general right Mm -hmm. and then we'll head into our in our third segment so yeah we'll do that we'll come back we'll talk about the week that was when we come back to the spanish announce table
2: Fun fact: WCW Starcade 2000 had 650,000 less buys than Starcade
1: 1997.
0: The Spanish announce table.
1: Tom, if you'll remember, yeah. we like to encourage our listeners to go on Twitter and use hashtag #tweetthetable whenever they have any wrestling thought at all. If you're watching the mm-hmm. show, if you're taking a shit. Uh, if you're listening to this show, if you come up with a wrestling thought and you want to share it with the world, use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter, share it with the world. We'll read it here on the show. If it's good enough, if it fits, if there's a reason. Mm -hmm. So you might get read on the show. You might not.
2: We, we guarantee that we will at least read it, but it might not be read on air
1: and you listening. You will definitely never ever get on the show you know who you are Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. so i say that because we're gonna go to at b underscore double underscore d and he says how's your monday night going i'm actually having an awesome night decided to not watch raw hashtag tweet the table you know
2: what i don't think he's having an awesome night and i'll say this i have also done recently the hey, I'm checking out, right? I can't fucking take this anymore. The goddamn three-segment Nia Jax bullshit with Tamina that looks lost standing behind her, how you can get lost standing behind someone. Mm -hmm. I just can't fucking take it, right? So I'm going to watch the Holiday Baking Championships, and that fucking show is awesome, right? I love the Holiday Baking Championship. (laughs) I would do a podcast about that because I think some people got eliminated too early, and I think some of the fucking... Uh, swerves that they do are unfair. Anyhow, side note. Woo! Hot takes. When I was, right, but when I was watching the Holiday Baking Championship, I was entertained, right? But a little piece of me, I won't even say a little piece of me, a big piece of me felt like, God damn it, I really wish I could watch wrestling. Like, I really want to watch the wrestling that is yeah. scheduled for this time slot. Right. But when I watch what they have, I fucking don't like it. Mm-hmm. And that's the disappointing yeah. part. Where B double, you know, B double D, I think whatever he watched, right? Whatever Monday night football, maybe holiday baking championships. I don't know. I think he was entertained by it, Porn. And I think he was like, this is refreshing. This feels good. But I guarantee you, if we talked to him on this podcast, he would tell you, like, I really wish, because he even said a tweet, I really wish Mm -hmm. that fucking Monday Night Raw or alternative, right, fill in the blank, was filling my pro wrestling fix tonight. I
1: I think it was porn. I think he was watching porn.
2: Hey, and sometimes, you know, watch that too. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Mm
1: -hmm. Self-love. Oh, yeah, you know, whatever you got to do. Yeah, (laughs) well, let's roll into Raw because, yeah, it's, I didn't watch it live. I rarely do anymore. I always kind of catch up. Uh, before this show you know uh sometime Mm -hmm. in there but uh and that in there is indicative i mean uh, you know some monday nights i have to be doing something else
2: but -hmm. some monday nights i don't two kids and most monday
1: nights i don't i could be watching raw live if i really wanted to if i felt Mm -hmm. it was like i'm gonna get ruined by tom telling me like oh my god you see what happened you know which would happen Mm -hmm. if something cool was going on But they really don't got anything uber cool going on, so.
2: And yes, let's also be a little bit kind to Monday Night Raw in this sense. You know, they banked on, after Crown Jewel, that Roman Reigns was going to be their champion. Braun Strowman was going to be chasing that championship. There was going to be some type of fallout or storyline that they had designed with the Shield and that breakup or whatever, you know, they had planned for. And all of that shit has hit the fan. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can, as a viewer, because, you know, when you watch your traditional Breaking Bad, Wire, things like that, if something fucking happens, they can take a week or they can go <laughs> on a hiatus and push back their premiere, you know, X amount of weeks and then give you a product that you can digest and say, like, okay, right. Wrestling and WWE specifically do not have that luxury. Right. And so I'm I understand that to a certain extent. However, the fuck <laughs> like guys i'm not saying like i'm giving you that caveat and that that um that that crutch to lean on where it's like okay i get it right injuries happen things like that, but it feels like you're not even trying
1: yeah you know, i you know hey i maybe it's because last week the you know the prior week was was so terrible that
0: mm-hmm, this yeah, week
1: seemed not as, not as you bad. know i was like uh you know mm-hmm. what i took some things that i was like you know what i did not my and maybe i had a week off of work uh i'm unemployed right you know, yeah. spend some time with the wife you know what I mean? maybe, yeah. maybe i'm just in a good mood uh yeah. but i didn't hate it watching it no and i didn't either but yeah there's still just this kind of like yeah If we weren't doing a show and I didn't watch this week at all, I wouldn't have been bothered by it. I just feel, yeah, I
2: agree with you. Uh, And I also feel like what the main event is that they're pushing to me isn't what I'm interested in. And that's where, you know, I hate to say listen to the fans because I also don't want to say, like, that person should be healed. If they're not healed, this is fucking stupid. Because sometimes, you know, take me on the journey you want. I'm okay with that. However— a fucking tag match that sees
1: Ronda (laughs) Rousey just win, who the fuck cares? Look, there are some people out there, I will give you this, there are enough people that you could say some people want to see Ember Moon in the main event of Raw. Mm Mm-hmm. And so do I, if it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't, but, you know, uh, I'm sure we could pull hundred people and get seven to 10 to 13 to go on average go yeah sure uh, but nobody wants to see uh one half of snooker jacks uh, both halves of snooker jacks mm-hmm. in the main event maybe rousey well, you could argue rousey to me i still mm-hmm. don't but you know i could hear you go okay enough people want to see that but no the other three it's like guys come on well,
2: and I agree with you today, but also if I asked you last year, would you want to see Becky Lynch in your main event storyline? You'd probably tell me, fuck, no, I don't True. want those stupid puns. So it's it's, um, go with what is hot. And right. right now, in my opinion, the Ronda Rousey title match thing has no real legs it doesn't feel very thought out Mm -hmm. so give me you know one thing that they teased but did it in two segments and now we're apparently fucking done up with it is Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler have split yeah right? right if you do one segment where it's Drew McIntyre appreciation night and then Dolph Ziggler is like hey pal you know but you're welcome right and and then drew mcintyre says like you know basically what he did fuck off yeah. and there becomes a little skirmish the refs separate him and then they say in the main yeah. event tonight Dolph ziggler drew mcintyre because the other thing that was important is that was the first time since he's been back on the main roster you know this reincarnation of drew mcintyre this is the first time that he was uh he lost via pin yeah but you tim and i'm asking this before I told you that right now, did uh-huh. you know that? Nope. But you could have closed the fucking show with, holy shit. Right. Dolph Ziggler just pulled up the, you know, pulled off the upset of the year, beating this uns- unstoppable you know, quote yeah. unquote mm-hmm. Scottish psychopath, Drew McIntyre. What will happen next week? And you can have Drew McIntyre just fucking wreck the ring, pull all the shit down and all of that. And then we're like, Oh fuck next week. Dolph Ziggler
1: is going to get his ass kicked. Hey, I, right there. What will happen next week? I'm going to name the episode title this <clears throat> because that's what they're missing now. They don't write to the end point of leaving us with what will happen next. Because we always see, like, yep, there well, it sometimes- is. They beat everybody up. Guess we'll yeah. see next week if they beat them up again. Like,
2: that's all well, we're getting. Sometimes they do, right? So, I mean, in, in most recent history, Smojo, Dean mm-hmm. Ambrose, well, no, I was going to say Dean Ambrose turning on Seth yes, Rollins, right?
1: Right, right, right.
2: Boom. Okay. Yeah. However, and that's recent memory, uh-huh. recent memory says that was an amazing moment, and since then, all of a sudden, Dean Ambrose is a germaphobe. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. More on Dean Ambrose as we get into that, but but back to this thing where you're talking about the main event, right? so you've got look okay I know right now there is a big push on this woman's thing and we're behind it man you know what I mean like I know you want to get some of these girls in the main event and we're behind it when it's good enough to be Exactly. Charlotte and Becky Lynch are doing Mm -hmm. amazing and if Mm -hmm. you had Wrestlemania today I'd want that as the main event match of Wrestlemania 100% agree 100% I would want that so You don't need to force it on the other show if it's not there, nor do you need to worry about appearances if you're worried Mm -hmm. about that because we wrestling Mm -hmm. fans will have your back, right? We'll say, no, we love Mm -hmm. this thing over here. These people just suck. It's Jacks, because you have two other things that are hotter than this right now. You do have the Dean Ambrose-Seth Rollins storyline. You're handling it piss poorly, and you're fumbling Mm -hmm. it. But it's there, right? With all the history, the, the the turn, like the Dean Ambrose heel turn, which everybody's been wanting. All that is there. You also have Elias and Lashley here, where you have Lashley getting some of the most legitimate heel heat with Leo Rush, and you mm-hmm. have Elias getting some of the biggest legitimate face heat. Uh, mm-hmm. You're tearing, you're putting them together, and it's going okay. But you're burying it in the middle of the show when nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not. Ha- I don't understand what you're doing here. But we get three segments of Anaya Jax. Right.
2: Right, we get the a first appearance. We get a backstage promo, and then we get a match. And that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, if that's Becky Lynch, but that's not fucking good.
1: And you're blending it with the Riot Squad Natty thing. So I don't know where Mm -hmm. that stops and where this doesn't. And I'm just like, guys, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with this.
2: Well. I'm okay with that because we've talked about in the past, you know, this is a traveling circus, so I don't mind
1: the intermingling of storylines, but both storylines suck. Yeah. (laughs) There's just nothing to it. There's just nothing to it. And, like, the Riot Squad one feels like it's gone on too long if we're not going to get Natty's comeuppance uh, for it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't – what are we doing? I don't get
2: it. Well, here's a question that I have for you, and this is a legitimate question. Do you want to see Natty get the – the upper hand on the riot squad to me no, no because everything that the to me the riot squad you could just put the loser squad cuz they fucking lose everything and yeah. i get it we're, we're telling stories we're not keeping records right like w- when um, uh ruby riot walks out they don't have with a win of 182 and a loss record of you know 68 i get it but also if you just keep telling me that every fucking time I see these three girls they're going to lose, uh, I, I don't want to see Natty get a fucking victory at a pay-per-view. I've
1: got a I've got a thought mm-hmm. that here's what I would roll with it, right? Cuz here's why I'd, I'd have nothing better. I would take I don't want to see the shine come for Natty and she gets to beat these three girls up and everybody goes, "Yay! <laughs> we're sorry your dad died." Right? Like I, I don't I don't want to see it. Um, what I do want is her and Ruby riot, right? So they're beating her up. They're beating her up They running into the back and, and Natty finds Ruby, right? And Ruby's like, Oh crap, here it is. Right. We're going to fight. She cornered her. She was like, I don't want to fight. We need to talk. Right. And, and they start hashing this out and Natty, we're going to get a heel turn out of Natty through all this. Right. But she's going to turn dark and evil and want to do the things the Riot squad are doing right. They're going to fuck shit up. They're going to beat people up. We got to get these other two bitches out of there, right? I don't like the other two girls uh, in the mm-hmm. Riot Squad. Uh, we're just gonna make this Natty and Ruby Wright because they're bringing on a women's tag team division, right? The writing's on the wall for that, mm-hmm. right? So now mm-hmm. we're gonna have that team going around, and I think you could pair that up. Well, I think Ruby Wright could carry enough of the the talking, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then now you get Natty into the the full garb of what she, what her, uh, what her gear is supposed to look like, right? Get her dark, get her kind of like is she a dominatrix you know what i mean like get mm-hmm. them and then she's the muscle of these two right and they're going mm-hmm. around being the the riot squad if you will even name them something different yeah, maybe whatever. right but yeah. like mm-hmm. um I, i'd go that route right this is just nobody wants to see this like i mean yeah some people because the it was like natty right like right. they're like yay mm-hmm. but this is not going to move the needle for you this isn't going to do anything other than make her smile which, if that's yeah. what we're doing it for, great. What, you know. Well, see,
2: because what I would like to see is let's just get let's just say for whatever reason, you know, backstage, and I'm making this up. Mm-hmm. The three of them, Ruby Riot, and those other two girls, they're, they're fucking, they're New Day and the the writers, and saying we're not breaking up, right? We're fucking staying together. Cool. Again, the history of the Riot Squad is losing to everyone. Yeah. Any t- like name any match. And I know you can name one Raw that happened, blah, blah, blah. But I'm saying name any meaningful match, at Evolution, or any pay-per-view. They've always fucking lost. So you know what would be cool? Is if they fucking beat Natta, or Natty Nightheart at this next pay-per-view. And they ruin her fucking life to where Natty Nightheart is just a wet sap. Right. Just like when Ric Flair lost his smile and Triple H then had to like join evolution, you know, had him join evolution. like, but that time period where Ric Flair was like walking around and he yelled at Carlito because Carlito wanted to leave early. Make Natty that character because she's fucking lost because the riot squad broke her dad's glasses, made fun of her, kicked her, gave her a wedgie and then threw her in the backstage. Now. I have the Riot Squad are fucking heartless bitches, right? They'll fucking break your dad, your dead dad's stuff. Holy shit. And then I'm not saying go NWO style, but you can have them. You know what would be fucking awesome? Have bait. Okay, so, right? Let's just have fun a little bit with the Riot Squad and actually have them be a fucking riot. So they beat Natty Nightheart of whatever this next pay per view is. TLC, I think it's called. Wait Wait a minute, wait a minute.
1: You want the Riot Squad. To be a squad that riots,
2: yes, and not huh. the stupid, not the stupid that elementary riot where they. Well, what I'm saying is, I don't want them to be like the stupid elementary riot where they put uh, uh, ketchup and mustard on someone's name tag. Mm. <laughs> no, this is what you do. Okay, so they broke uh, Jim the Anvil Knight hertz glasses. Right, they beat. Natty Nightheart down to the point where Natty Nightheart's lost her confidence. She needs her dad here. Her dad's fucking dead. She doesn't know what to do. We've ruined this fucking girl's life, right? Like the riot yeah. squad has literally ruined this girl's life. Because yeah. Natty Nightheart at any time of need always went to her dad. This is the first time that she needs some support. Her dad's not fucking there. A- right? Every
1: time they have a promo back and forth and Natty's about to say something, they should be like, Hold on one second. My dad's calling. I gotta take this Yeah <laughs> every time. Yeah. Every time. <laughs>
2: You know what you should do. This is this would be even fun. Let's just go down this route, like uh-huh. like I said, right? So TLC. It's Natty Nightheart versus Ruby Riot. because of shenanigans from the other two members, Ruby Wright gets the win. Natty Nightheart's pissed. The other two run into the ring. It's a three on one. They beat her down again. You know, I'm making this up, but I'm saying like give her a wedgie, throw her in the back, say that she's a fucking loser, right? Mm-hmm. Then at the next pay per view, it's Natty Nightheart wants her revenge. It's another extreme match. Fill in the blank because I think the next one's a table match. You say now it's a falls count anywhere, right? You know what you do just to start off that fucking match? You have Ruby Riot. So Natty Night Hurt gets introduced first, and she does her whole thing, and you know she's gonna beat up Ruby Riot. Then Ruby Riot and her squad come down, and before Ruby Riot gets into the fucking ring, she high fives her dad who's sitting ringside,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and goes, "Look, look at my fucking dad,", dad. and just points. Right? That's all you got to do. Just yeah. subtle, Because a kid won't fucking get what that is. But high fives her dad. Gets in the ring. They beat her up again. Now Natty Nightheart, this is what I'm saying. Now she's a fucking lost soul. She's just in the back wandering. You know, Ronda Rousey's trying to get to her. No one can fucking get to her. That's a fun storyline we run with, right? But again, now we've established the Riot Squad has some fucking clout. They actually beat some bitches up. So you know the next thing they do is? Bailey comes out on the next Monday Night Raw and her fucking inflatable things come out. But guess what? They have all fucking spray paint of Ruby Riot and Riot Squad and all that. And then they calm down, and they fucking slash that shit. Yeah. The big one beats up Bailey. So the big one, I forget her name, Sarah Logan, I think it is, body slams her on the, cat, on the catwalk, stomping her to the boots. They hold her head up. Ruby Riot and the blonde girl are just fucking killing those inflatable things and we never see the inflatable yeah, things again great. because the riot squad fucking ruined it right yes but you know what we're gonna get we're gonna get them fucking losing every goddamn time every time and every i get time. it i saw cataclysmic say like every idea is until oh good until you have to run it by vince well
1: fucking guess what vince sucks at ideas then Oh, well, they said he's the one who uh wrote most of the the lowest rated and and in- yeah. whatever you know so, so he's fucking yeah. lost his
2: touch that's what i'm trying to yeah. say and cataclysmic i love you but you get what yeah. i'm trying to
1: say that um, is the problem too cataclysmics that great ideas are probably getting run by vince and they're probably getting shut down i mean like it's
2: yeah just... so whoever's making that decision vince triple h kevin dunn blah, blah 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 i don't care because that's not my concern what i'm seeing on the tv is not fucking good mm-hmm. what else happened on
1: raw I mean, <laughs> At Katie First, lady on Twitter says ronda needs to make her armbar look more painful. At least when Becky does her disarmor, you can feel the pain. Hashtag tweet the table. I was just throwing that in there since we were still on that.
2: I would uh, I totally agree. However, uh when someone really knows how to do something, you don't want them to mimic that every single time because you know out of a hundred times. One of them's going to be real, and we don't need to be breaking bitches' arms. <laughs> you know
1: what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like,
2: like, I'm okay with it not looking that bad because I don't want Rhonda to really do it to Tamina. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's Mina, but I'm saying we don't want her to really do it to Charlotte. Now, all of a sudden, Charlotte has a broken arm. I'm yeah. okay with it.
1: Yeah, you too can also tweet the table by using hashtag tweet the table on Twitter, and you can get read just like we read Katie the First Ladies. And you know what? Because I'm feeling. Uh, in a great mood right now tom Uh, and it's a thursday edition of the spanish Uh news recording i'm gonna read another one of katie first ladies yeah that's what i'm gonna do and it says so when are the women's tag titles coming back hashtag tweet the table uh yes because this whole alexa bliss bailey sasha things it sounds like that's where this is leading i mean they're taking a long time to get there and maybe because they want to stall this till rumble or something i don't know but we're getting that right we're getting a women's tag team division awesome don't you think awesome Isn't that what yeah. I mean, like, that's yeah.
2: so cool because you know what that just further proves that they can't tell stories that don't involve championship stakes
1: which is fine right but even at that if, if they're gonna involve championship stakes that's i get it but like you still i can have title matches that are boring you know what i mean like that have no story right. behind it You still gotta tell me story, yeah. you know you know, UFC, MMA,
2: MMA is my favorite sport. UFC is the pinnacle and gold standard for, for that sport. One thing that I absolutely hate that the UFC does is they make interim title fights and then that interim champion now faces the true champion because on the poster, you can say champion versus champion because they don't know how to fucking promote a fight any other way other than Conor McGregor touch, talk, talk shit, right? Like, so they've just fucking ran out of ideas because they're promotional material and just Everything has just hit a fucking wall. That's what it feels like with more titles. Hey, you know what also needs to be added? Because um, No Way Jose needs to be on TV. You know what should be added? european championship hey you know what also i haven't seen in a while i haven't seen ty dillinger so let's get the cruiserweight championship oh no that's 205 live okay then let's get the hardcore championship Mm -hmm. hell you know what i haven't seen the light heavyweight championship that's different than 205 live that has a weight limit of 225 like we're just fucking titles titles the light
1: heavyweight division i forgot about that
2: yeah could Talk revive you the light
1: heavyweight division.
2: Why not? Right? What else do we
1: need to revive? Because why not? Because we titles to tell. There's no reason for anything yeah. why not, Tom. I mean, mm-hmm. that's... All right. Speaking of why not, Lucha House Party. Why not? Where are we going with this? Is this going to be like... You know what I wouldn't mind is, let's say, 205 Live has their thing, right? They're doing 205 Live. If they mm-hmm. also didn't have like a tag team division, but they just had this like three-man tag division right like that was just their thing over there and it was just on 205 live at least then you'd have a unique thing over there
2: i wish lucha house party would turn into a heel right i wish they would turn into the annoying guys at the party who don't leave and that because i hate that like here's one inconsistency with raw that's just astronomically stupid right Mm -hmm. two weeks ago i believe it was Lucha house party goes three on one against one of the revival guys and they win. Right. And the commentary team is telling you like, it's Lucha house party rules. It's a house party. And I go, yeah, yeah. okay, fine. Right. Cool. I'll go with it. But then two to three segments later, you have Bobby Roode versus, uh, Spike Dudley or what the fuck is his name? Mm-hmm. Not spike Dudley. Um, um, Drake Maverick. Right. Right. And then uh, AOP beats up Chad Gable in the back. And then Baron Corbin says, hey, by the way, uh, Drake Maverick versus uh, Bobby Roode is now a three-on-one match. And the commentary team goes, oh, my God, how can they do it? Who the fuck cares? Two, two segments before this, you said how fucking fun it was. That's right. what, AOP versus Bobby Roode? It's lucha house party rules, you fucking idiot. You're so inconsistent with what the fuck you're telling me,
1: dum-dums. I love wrestling. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know where it's like you're obviously hitting on it for a reason. I'm just worried that this reason is not anything that's meaningful or makes sense.
2: But if you're going to say three on one. Traditionally in the, the historical sense is a heel thing to do. Well, then let's turn these fucking mass luchadors into some heels. I don't mind booing them. You know, who the fuck are they? Who cares? Ray yeah. Mysterio is cooler than all three of them, anyhow. So fucking turn them heel and boo them. And then have Rey Mysterio wrestle him. Tired of seeing Rey Mysterio on SmackDown. Old ass. Fucking go on
1: 205 Live. You know where you belong. All right. Then we got the Drew McIntyre appreciation night, huh? And we kind of hit on this a little bit with the Dolphin Drew thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And um, we talked about some of this off air, I think. Uh, the Drew McIntyre thing, I think we're both set on that, like, looks apart. Mm -hmm. damn fine on the mic right the Mm -hmm. character work is real strong with what they're building Mm -hmm. here um Mm -hmm. he just doesn't have that kind of like x factor that ever makes it like oh he's gonna be the poster guy right right. so it's kind of hard to get that like they're gonna have to always work hard to really make you care i guess you know if that makes sense
2: definitely does and i also think it's not the correct character for what suits him best you know when him and doff ziggler first Uh, United as this team that's going to take down the raw roster. They said, essentially, you know, these guys aren't pro wrestlers. None of these guys know, you know, what it is to be a pro wrestler. Dolph Ziggler's a veteran. I'm a veteran. We'll show you that, you know, pro wrestling is X, Y, and Z and all that stuff. Right. And I thought that was perfect. But this—and like you said off-air, branding is everything, right? So we have the lunatic fringe, Dean Ambrose. We have the architect, Seth Rollins. And now we have the Scottish psychopath, Drew McIntyre. But where that falls flat for me, personally speaking, Mm -hmm. if you tell me the apex predator, Randy Orton, is taking on the Scottish psychopath, Drew McIntyre, that's the same fucking guy wrestling each other.
0: It's the same
2: fucking person. So, again— I thought it was cool when they said, like, I go back to the days of fucking just, you know, let's play it right into it. I go back to the days of Larry Axe Henning. I go back to the days of when men were men. And that character I can get into a little bit more than Diet Randy Orton because Diet Randy Orton is what I see when I see Drew McIntyre. Again, like you said, checks all the boxes, looks the part. He can talk. He doesn't need a, a manager, I don't think. You know, send him on Good Morning America. He fucking can hit all that. But diet Randy Orton who I
1: think he is. I still think – and I think there's time to salvage it. You can still do this, right? He can still be the Scottish psychopath. He can still do the Randy Orton-esque, like, when he hurts somebody, he does it hard and weird. Mm -hmm. Um, But get
2: rid of Randy Orton.
1: But then it's still about, like – because look at you! What have you become? Like especially go after a guy like Xavier Woods if they were breaking up the New Day or mm-hmm. just all of the New Day, like mm-hmm. because you'd be like, look at you, chumps throwing pancakes around like some little freaking kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what is this,
0: right? Like just deals
1: at the New Day, yeah. Like just come in and being like, would you stop? Like you're, you should be embarrassed, right? Like yeah, yeah. just right. Right, right. I yeah. think
2: that's the route you should go. And again, that's just me personally speaking. And I know I do that each and every week on this episode uh, on this podcast. But mm-hmm. guess what? It's our podcast. Mm-hmm. But I feel you should do the almost, you know, to a to a main event level and better. But remember when William Regal was Steven Regal and he was a man's He's man. A that man, was fucking stupid because right. he, right, he was dressed like a lumberjack, but his merits had some weight behind it. Again, I'm not saying do the William Regal thing, just but never the, was,
1: the music was never going to help either. Yeah, it, it didn't help. But if
2: you did the I'm a man's man thing with Drew McIntyre, I think that would work.
1: Man, from everything we know and have heard about William Regal, right, like he's an old school man's man, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and this mm-hmm. is where Vince McMahon came up with this idea. I know that, mm-hmm. right? But, God damn, can you imagine the meeting when he's telling William Regal this gimmick? And Regal's sitting there thinking, like, I need this job. Mm-hmm. I need this fucking I, job. I burned my
2: bridge at WCW.
1: I need to stay <laughs> here. yeah. job. And just like, oh, this is going to suck so bad. Like, I could just imagine. That's probably why it didn't come off so well either because it's just mm-hmm. not who he was, man. I mean, yeah, it I is mean, It is who he was, but not in that way. Right.
2: But with Drew McIntyre, there's so many things that you can go on to with the the I'm a man and these are boys. You know, hey, I drink my whiskey neat. I don't chase it because I don't even chase my women. You think I'm going to chase yeah. my liquor? Have you know, him like showing up
1: in perfectly tailored contemporary mm-hmm. suits. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like the Miz and then when was doing He wrestles doing... and
2: he has that fucking hairy ass chest. Like, that's what a man right. looks like. They don't
1: shave yeah, their fucking body. You got to get him acting smooth around the ladies, old school style, Bond style, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta but get when he football.
2: wrestles, he fucking wrecks you.
1: Yeah. And you if know? you cross him, he's the yeah. Scottish psychopath. And it all fits right. and it works fine there. I agree. With yeah.
2: You. But this whole diet Randy Orton, I, I'm not a fan of.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Um, oh, what I am a fan of is this Lashley. Leo Rush pairing it's still they're even getting even better each week as I see it. Mm-hmm. I like the hey Bobby. I think uh, that should be everything, right? Cuz that could catch on. Hey Bobby and then he's mm-hmm. like hit him with the hit him with the side bicep boser or whatever he's doing, you know? Yeah. God, that's great, man. It just is amazing. And I like the the Almighty Bobby Lashley. I like it. It's it's grown on me. I like it.
2: Yeah. I think yeah, it's good heat. I don't like it. You know what right. I mean? Like when he comes out, I'm like these fucking guys you know, and I like Bobby Lashley personally. I really do. Right. But I don't like him when I, you know, comes out on TV because I don't like the fucking. You know, that he looks better than me, and I don't like that he can pose. And then I don't like that he shows his ass off. What a dickhead move! Right? That was fun what too because
1: good heat because they are doing the thing right, the poses, and he's like, "Look at him, he's so nice, the greatest." But they still are like. Yeah, fuck you. Here's us mooning you and slapping. You know what I mean? It's
2: still yeah. right. And then they laugh at us, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then here's our favorite pose. And we're like, you There's asshole. They're the cool like, kids in high there. school
1: making yeah. fun of the nerds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works yeah, great. I like them. They're yeah. Really- um, get this thing over with Elias cuz you're clearly not going to do anything big with this um and get him onto somebody else. Who who's the next big face you you'd, you'd roll into this slashly thing?
2: Well, uh, let's just assume that Seth Rollins keeps the title mm-hmm. against Dean Ambrose and Dean Ambrose goes, you know,
1: Perfect. more with this stupid germaphobe. Exactly but
2: yeah. yeah,
1: Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Good one. Good one. All right. Uh, Slater Rhino. This whole thing is weird. Uh, Slater going to be a ref. I
2: like that. Right. That's another thing. I want to tune in next week to right. see what the hell Heath Slater is going to do. Well, he's got is kids. He, gonna ref?
1: he needs the job. Well,
2: Right. But is he gonna ref the main event? Will he cost Baron Corbin? If Baron Corbin says, you know what, we're gonna put one over on Finn Balor and we're gonna do uh Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor, and I'm gonna, you know, get Finn Balor beat up, okay, cool, but guess what? There's there's a the there's a wrench in your plans, and the wrench is uh he Slater's the ref. And you know what? He likes Finn Balor and he doesn't like you, Baron Corbin. So guess what? going to screw over the the plan that you had now that's something i can get into right
1: yeah exactly i'm interested yeah. in definitely yeah interested I, in. I am definitely interested in it um and yeah I, that was i don't even want to say it was fun well it mm-hmm. lasted it served its purpose a while ago getting he said rhino paired and then you know i'm glad rhino is going to be doing whatever rhino does now getting fat <laughs> what'd you call God, him a box with the head why is he is tall yeah you called him a box with the head uh, yeah. on this show before yeah, yeah. um all right um, okay at katie first lady again so seriously <laughs> we all know rude another damn robe hashtag tweet the table um good storyline progression on this one i guess i'm just still not like all that into this one
2: again i, I just don't like that i'm told that three on one with Lucha house party is fun, but three on one with AOP and Drake Maverick is bad.
1: Shut up! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. uh, um, At the ultimate, nope, not him yet. At Chris Mercado twenty three says, dean Ambrose with a big furry coat and a gold chain." I'm confused. When did he? When did he become a pimp? Hashtag tweet the table. And yeah, okay. That aside, whatever. He's just trying to wear something you don't like um mm-hmm. whatever he had miss, missed the boat and looked stupid um but that entrance was cool i it was cool i like the music i don't mind the germaphobe thing necessarily if he's doing it just to hate, to, to hate it to like shit on people if he's mm-hmm. just like you know when somebody's an asshole and they just say things like if he was doing that but like if you went through the whole thing you come out with the mask and you're like i gotta wear this to protect me from you Well, you took it off, man, and finished the rest of your promo. Like, you should have left it on the whole time. Then then live it. If you're going to do that, you better talk to that mask, this whole fucking promo. But that's why you don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so, yeah, I would – if he goes away from that, I would hope. But I I like that Mm -hmm. we're now getting Dean Ambrose heel promos, right? (laughs) Like, getting him saying, like, I like the moral compass, angle that yes. he took, right? I like I <laughs> where it ended, right? Started over here, Stupid. and hopefully yeah. it never goes back there, right? Like, maybe that was, out. hey, I did this last week. Nobody seemed to like it. I'll go, okay, you remember me here? Now I'm over here, right? Maybe that's yeah. it. Maybe we can hope for the best. But I do like that. I like Dean Ambrose going like, hey, look, man, we're all just terrible. I, you know, you guys have no integrity. Like, don't act like I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I'm the moral compass right here. I like it.
2: I like uh, it. So, it, it, and we'll get into SmackDown here in just a second. But if, generally speaking, my favorite thing of the week was, uh, or, or the most, the thing I was most pleasantly surprised with this week was the Daniel Bryan just, hey, you idiots, you chant what because you're sheep thing. Right. The thing I was most disappointed in, and I was a little bit disappointed in Daniel Bryan's promo with the, You eat beef, you're a jerk, boo, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the thing I'm most disappointed in was Dean Ambrose. If you're going to do the fucking sirens are on and the security guards are out, well, guess what? He's a lunatic fringe that you've been telling me about for years. So you know what the security guards are out there for? Not because he doesn't want to be touched by you. It's so the security guards are protecting you from him because he's fucking insane.
1: Yeah. Right? Protecting Dean Ambrose from going out into the crowd and stabbing some.
2: Yeah. It's protecting the 10 year old who wants a high five because Dean Ambrose might fucking cold cock that kid. Right? Yeah. The
1: kid reaches out for a high five, accidentally touches Dean Ambrose's shoulder, and his instant reaction is the turn and almost throw some bows, man. Right. Like, we're gonna... And so
2: then you put the security guard in between him, like, hey, man, you got to get to the ring, Dean. Right, you got to right, get to right, the man. ring. And then, you Dean. know, two or three more, and they're and Dean's just like a caged animal. And that's the, that's the, other thing, you know, we've never been paid off on why Dean Ambrose turned on Seth Rollins, right? Right. But one thing that I cannot stand is that now Dean Ambrose is just a chicken shit. I get the chicken shit heel and that works for the Miz and Leo Rush and those people. Right. But I want Seth Rollins to literally be afraid of what Dean Ambrose is capable of. Like, I'm going to fight Dean Ambrose because I'm a man, that's what men of my integrity do, and I have a championship to defend, yeah. but I'm a fucking afraid of Dean Ambrose. I don't need that. If I beat up two security guards, all of a sudden now I can just beat up Dean Ambrose as easy as it comes.
1: Well, and it would work better there with Dean Ambrose, the lone Tech Fringe. he has been weird, than – what you're trying to force us with the drew mcintyre like you said where it just yeah. looks like randy orton light like that's what you're wanting to do do it there with him right he, does and he
2: has and he has this the, the one thing he touches on that i like that he's not going into enough in my opinion is this seth rollins you have to pay for the sins of what you've done i've seen you on the road like right. that's what's driving the psychopathic yeah. psychotic things
1: is then they could, i know you
2: yeah then, i know what you've done then they can flirt that with that like
1: would, the yeah pictures that came out remember when he had like the mm-hmm. fiance or whatever like mm-hmm. you know what i mean he was like oh that was just the tip of the iceberg seth right like remember yeah. how relieved you were that that was all that they found out like that's the only line you gotta say you know like
2: right and oh. but the other thing is like but But Seth, know that, you know, you're protected right now in that ring. But there's going to be a time where I find you and I'm going to hurt you.
1: You're going to be at the gym before the show.
2: (laughs) And then that's where you can get back to this raw element of what the fucking show is named after. And Mm. we have a match between fill in the blank and fill in the blank. But we've got to run backstage and there's a camera guy running because Dean Ambrose is just fucking pummeling Seth Rollins.
1: He caught him. Yeah, because if, if we're not, yeah, it was called Raw for a reason. If we're not going to be Raw anymore, raw. which we haven't been, let's go back to primetime wrestling, right? Can we get yeah, that Yeah, that's again? what it feels more like than that's Raw. exactly yeah. what it feels like. But All go right.
2: more into the devil. Be the fucking devil.
1: Don't be a goddamn germaphobe. So stupid. That's great, guys. It's a Monday Night Raw. Everybody just got back from their first day of of. of work they're not happy about it they're little you know like ah, yeah. ah. and then monday yeah. night raw comes on you're like yeah stab that guy all right uh <laughs> <laughs> maybe not stab him or maybe yeah. do i don't know yeah. let's move on to smackdown which is ideally supposed to be more of the prime time wrestling feel no, it's to it better show but it's well i mean you could still yeah have that format and be the better show but yeah, that yeah. was generally traditionally and has been more of the like Hey, this is the one you can bring the entire family to. And you don't have to go, oh, I don't know what he meant when he said that, right? Right. Right. So let's move into that. It opens up with one of the hottest things going, right? We got Charlotte and Becky and then, you know, Oscar's in there too. Uh, Paige is hanging out. Uh, But, um, I mean, you got to go with that, right? That's the hottest thing on the show. And it, you know, went off well. I just think felt a little bit of a stall mode uh, with that opening, (laughs) you know, showdown.
2: Yeah, I felt there was a a, a tad bit of a stall, and I also don't like – I mean, I like it in this sense that, hey, she does what she wants and she goes where she feels, but I felt it was a little awkward that Becky Lynch is like, hey, neither one of you can beat me. I'm signing this and I'm out of here. I like it, but then when Charlotte's like, hey, Paige, are you going to just let your champion walk off? That's where I wish Becky Lynch would have came back out, grabbed a microphone, and goes, "Hey, I'm the champ. I go wherever I want, whenever I want. You stay in the ring, because that's what the champ says." And then leaves, right? Yeah. But when she good. just leaves, yeah. But when she just leaves, it kind of looks like Charlotte got one over on her, like you know, jump how high, bitch. You know what I mean? And so Charlotte looked the strongest of the three. I get that why Becky Lynch left because then it set up the tag match and blah blah blah. I like Asuka doing the, you kick me. I don't fucking care about this match. I'm going to kick you right in the face. Mm -hmm. So there was elements of all three that I liked, but I want more of Becky Lynch saying like, you don't talk to me in any way that I don't want to be talked to. I run the show here. Not, not so much of like a MMA fighter, you know, when like press conferences like a conor mcgregor or something when when uh you know someone says like conor you know uh i'm gonna knock you out like you're not gonna do anything like not that much you don't need to be conor mcgregor light but a little bit more of the you don't tell becky lynch what to do you don't Mm -hmm. tell becky lynch where to go i run this show don't be stone cold steve austin but also don't be a pushover and there's just that
1: like a little bit like hey look in case you haven't forgot i'm the champ Champ's schedule's a little busy right champ's got things he's (laughs) got she's got to get to uh because i'm the man so i don't got time for i do
2: like you know what my favorite thing about the the triple threat is though is it's a rock paper scissors right so becky has never beat oscar Mm -hmm. oscar can't beat charlotte but then charlotte can't beat becky so it's paper, rock, scissor. I like that. That's cool to me. Like that's what I wish they'd go into. Like Oscar can say, You might be the man, but the man doesn't have a victory over me. And Charlotte's like, like she said on SmackDown, I took your Mystique, beat you at WrestleMania. And then Becky Lynch is like, Yeah, well I took your fucking title. It's in my hand, <laughs> you know? And then like we just get that. That would be a little bit more fun if they went down that route.
1: Well, what's not fun is this continued New Day Usos, the bar we got. Uh, Xavier Woods taking on Uso 2 and Cesaro and a triple threat. I just, I'm so done They'll, with this now. Yeah. They
2: need new tag teams uh, yesterday. The only thing that came about this that was so fun was from social media, and I retweeted it. So if you follow me at TMAC underscore uh, 816, I retweeted it. Sheamus did one of those Instagram videos where it's like, boom, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like this, like, uh, EDM vibe, right. but it was when Cesaro had uh, one of the Usos on his back and was like yeah. throwing around, and he and Sheamus had this video at the same time. That was the only thing that came about it. Everything else was that, like, yeah. yeah, everything else was like, is this December 2018 or is this January 2017? Because it feels the fucking same.
1: It's just, yeah, we're doing it over and over and over <laughs> again. Uh, but you know what? You know what I do know? I know that Rusev's got traps like a double-decker Taco Supremes. Yeah, it's fun. God, it's fun. Yeah, um, yeah. I like it. They're playing into this, right? I mean, it's just—I mm-hmm. still—I feel like they're just not. There's not enough win behind this Nakamura, you know, thing. Well, guess who week, wasn't so.
2: on SmackDown? Mm. Nakamura. Wouldn't or, it be well, fucking yeah. great if your U.S. champion was on the goddamn show?
1: Uh, speaking of the show. Miss TV and I like that Carmelo and truth just come out, right? <laughs> just come out for a quick dance break. Um, but we got into what you're going to talk about more in depth, but so, but we'll hit on a little bit with Daniel Bryan, right? Uh uh just we got more into the psyche of where he's at now, which really mm-hmm. furthered that along and we'll we'll discuss mm-hmm. what we think about that in the next segment, but um but I like it. I I I like it a lot and um yeah, I don't know. We'll save a lot. I like of that.
2: it. Yeah, I Yeah, it is one of my favorite things of the week, but I will say here, because I want the next segment to be a little bit more positive than the shit show I've been giving you guys the first two segments, uh, but I will criticize this part about it. Uh, Fucking being being eco-friendly in 2018 going into 2019 – I get it in the 80s, right? I even get it during the Attitude Era when we're still pushing the limits and saying, like, we're degenerates, don't tell us what the fuck to do, right? I still get it then. And again, this is not listening to your audience. It's cool to, like... The vegan is the baby face.
1: Yeah. The vegan isn't well, the heel. Why, why I think this one feels different to me. And, and at the ultimate one on Twitter agrees with you when he says, no, 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 Daniel, don't go CJ Parker on us. Hashtag tweet the table. Um, not... CJ Parker. CJ Parker was the NXT guy who tried to run that whole gimmick. Of that, oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, yeah. what you're thinking there is you're thinking somebody's coming out and they're like, I'm a vegan and you should be too. And we're like, yeah, we know. Um. now whereas, right, yes. whereas back then we'd be like boo well he's doing different Daniel Bryan here at least that he did this time and there's no indications at least yet that this is going to be an everyday you know thing mm-hmm. with this character but this could be and it wouldn't bother me it's where he's like oh yeah oh I punched the guy in the dick oh but you are using a fucking plastic water bottle. fuck you man right and you're like well that's not the same fucking thing asshole you know what I right. mean like right so I, I like that right. yeah i didn't see it that way
2: mm-hmm. and you telling me it, uh, assuming they go that route right i like that right, right. i like, like that
1: if they do that yeah we'll
2: i just see. don't like that yeah i just don't like that climate change is being booed it's fucking yeah, right. very important and we need an All earth right.
1: like yeah you should stop eating so much meat it would stop the rainforest uh, from being destroyed be like hey I know, I'm working on it, man. I've actually cut yeah, down a lot. I'm sorry, man. Will you? Can you go back to, you know, punching guys in yeah. the dick? I'll have a salad for lunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. So, I don't know. And then we got, uh, man, something that uh, it's a dream match scenario that I don't think we thought would ever happen. Ever happen, mm-hmm. Tom. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy took on Randy Orton. What? Yeah. What? Man. I mean... <laughs> They should put this in the hidden gems uh, on their collections. It was, like, uh, just mind-blowing, right? I just never thought it would have been. What I do, first like, time? what I this do, first time? maybe, we'll have to check. No. We don't fact-check, so yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. First time that they did it on SmackDown Live in December of 18. Um, uh, I don't even know. Oh, Samoa Joe. I like him leaning into the the jeff hardy alcoholism thing i mean it's a little fun i like where he's like hey i'm at the bar he's like i mean of course you know i'm at the bar like (laughs) you know i mean like that was super fun uh i do like that but at some point it's one of those where alcoholism has been had enough awareness for so long now that if anybody's making fun of you're like hey come on man it's struggle knock it off right you're like come on
2: you know? It's a it, yeah. I, I'll say this. It, it it feels like another tired uh, cliche, just like boo climate change, mm. right? It's it, it's one and the same as far as like boo a drunk or you know feel sympathetic for the drunk, right? It's like well, it's uh, it's a disease. They need help. Like mm. we just shouldn't even be talking about, it, right? However, what I like about Samoa Joe is from a bigger picture of his character. I mean, just think about the year he's had hey, AJ's wife, I'll fuck Uh you. And now, hey, you drunk. Like, goddamn, this guy's a fucking prick. (laughs) I wish they kind of would, like, You know, at the end of the year, they always do their like recaps and things like that. I wish they would go like the biggest jerk of the year because, you know, it's a PG show, but the biggest jerk of the year is Samoa Joe. Look what he said to Roman Reigns. Look what he said to AJ Styles and AJ Styles' wife. You know what it is? Look what he said to Jeff Hardy.
1: You know what it is? It's the Booker T. Tell me he didn't just say that award. Right. And then they just show like all the Samoa Joe things and they give him that. And then he comes out and says something. That Booker T's even like I can't believe you just said that to me, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Right. Like, just, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. I like the that you know I don't like specifically what he's saying about the alcoholism right. thing, but just like you said, the I'm in a bar. But Jeff, you already knew you, that. You like the you God, you damn, you're a that. prick. <laughs> you're yeah, right. that's what I like because it stays consistent mm-hmm. with the Hey, AJ, looks like I'm at your house. Yeah, like God damn, you don't do that like that kind of theme. I love about the Samojo yeah. character
1: uh, and the main event. We'll hit on a little bit more here in the next segment. Because I think it's part of what your um, uh, mm-hmm. favorite thing is. And, and, and I'll touch on some things that I liked of it, too. So I think unless you've got anything else about Smackdown oh. that stucks out. Good to good end, to all right. So we will come back after a quick break. Got to get some ah. water and, and let some out. Uh, and then we'll come back to the Spanish announce table.
2: Fun fact, it was Shawn Michaels who gave Daniel Bryan the name
1: The American Dragon.
0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: Tom, this is a segment we like to do occasionally where we talk about, uh, we pick out our favorite things slash things of the week and go a little bit more long form in depth on it than we would in the earlier segments. Before we touch on that, one of my favorite things of the week. Is Some of the improvements we've been making over there at uh, the Spanish Announce merch table. Mm, Yes. Cafepress.com slash Spanish Announce table. Or you go directly to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And up on the uh, upper top of the website there, there's all the links to all the things, right? The podcast, the the about page, all that kind of stuff. There's one that says uh, merch table. You go there and you can get all kinds of fun stuff, man. And I am not done yet so right now we've got some shirts and some hoodies up but a lot more to come yet because i have to kind of load these designs up in certain ways and you know i could probably be doing it smarter but it's taking me a little bit of time so deal with it but keep checking it out uh it's great by the time it's all said and done there's gonna be hats buttons clocks Uh, mouse pads, whatever you want to, you know what I mean? Whatever you want to get, right now there's definitely some shirts. So that's a a way you can help support this show. I've priced these things at a little, guys, we're going to make three to five bucks off a shirt, right? So the rest is going to Cafe Press, but you're going to get a shirt, we get something. So we always ask, give us a dollar, tableshowatgmail.com, on PayPal, which is something you can absolutely do, but some people like to get something for their money. So, uh, you know what I mean? You go buy one of these shirts, and these are, there's, good quality stuff coming out here we bought some of our own stuff before really pushing this Mm -hmm. thing right i mean they send you good quality stuff uh good you know what i mean stands up to the wash all that kind of jazz so
2: and on top of that you don't have to wait for tim to send out the shirt
1: ship directly to you they handle on their secure uh pay sites all that stuff you don't gotta wait on me to send it to you so keep checking back on that but all kinds of new stuff not just this logo that we used to have up there we used to just have like the shirt. right? It's right awesome. yeah, get the like shirt, that shirt's right? awesome.
2: Be like right. Adam Pearson and buy the shirt. But if you yeah. also have uh, some other fun designs uh, other than that that you want to check out, we have those there too. Uh, you can get it in a hoodie yep. form or a t-shirt form. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And more to follow. So yeah, but we'll get into our favorite things of the week. And I want to go a little more in-depth on this Baron Corbin situation we've got. And I've talked about this before, Tom. I like kind of what they're doing with Alexa Bliss and Baron Corbin. You've got somebody Mm -hmm. injured or for whatever reason, hey, man, he needs some mic work, but Mm -hmm. it's tough to get him out there for anybody to care when he keeps losing because he needs the more work, right? So Mm -hmm. these roles are good for that, right? They don't have to go and lose all the time, and they've just got this undue power that can put themselves in good situations all the time, right? Works perfect for Baron Corbin. He's gotten light years better from when he started Mm -hmm. this. Um, And I like specifically what they're doing here with this right like he's now got this shot where he could have this long term right and so this whole kind of uh hey hey you better be on my good side because boy if i pull this off right the one-armed man or whatever it is right like i'm gonna have Full control of Raw and you better be Mm -hmm. on my side because I'm gonna remember this, right? Like so you start Mm -hmm. getting these weird alliances, you start getting this I don't know, man, and just the weird things he's doing, like with Heath Slater and Rhino. Like you could just go so many different angles with it, right? And and so Mm -hmm. I like it. I like where and and, you know, he's messing with some people, like with the the Rune Gate was like, Hey, don't make it seem like I'm always just this this asshole who's always screwing you over. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, hey, right? So I don't know. I like where this is going. What what are your thoughts on it?
2: I definitely like it, and one thing that I also like about it is because it almost seems like, uh, as you said, you know, hey, you better be on Baron Corbin's good side because when he does get this full-time position, he's going to remember all the things that were said good and bad about him, right? But then as a viewer, the cool thing is, but if he doesn't get this job— then all the bad things that he did and good things that he did will have consequences. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's a payoff for the viewer to say like, well, it's just not a evil authority figure. Cause you know, how many times in pro wrestling have we seen that Vince McMahon, you know, Vicky Guerrero, the list goes on and on. But with this, it feels like there's stakes to it. Right. So he could become commissioner or he could be back in the locker room with the rest of them. And so either way, we're going to see this outcome and it could go either way as the viewer, yeah. right? Like he could not get the job and then oh my god, Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, you know, both heels and faces, the heels hate him because hey man, you didn't p- come through and become the, you know, GM that we wanted and then the faces hate him because Hey, we remember what you did to me. And now we can tell a fun story with the consequences of all of his, you know, horrible behavior as this interim GM. So I like that it's not just Stephanie McMahon or GM. And the only payoff is they're fired. Well, who fucking cares, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, I'd give it to him. I would find a way to to give it to him because you can always take it off with any reason, right? Uh, Oh, we found out he was making the girls, uh, you know what I mean, send him nude pictures. He was embezzling money. Right. Yeah. You you can always, yeah. You always figure something out. Um, I'd give it to him because I'd take this on a little longer because I feel like that's a thing that can touch into what you had with the McMahon Austin thing, right? Mm -hmm. People identify with somebody who we don't know how they got this position, but they've got undue power in this giant corporation and they just get a, just roll over everybody and just, Create everything that benefits them, right? Like, so then that's building to somebody, right? Like, you could have, I don't mm-hmm. know, a Dean Ambrose guy turns into that, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's the moral compass. He's calling out all the bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Like, right. you mm-hmm. know, I mean, I can see the crowd getting behind that, or maybe Seth Rollins takes on that role or something, right? Yeah. Same face. Like, uh, I'd just, yeah, I'd give it to him for a while, run with it for a while, because I'm not itching to see Baron Corbin just back as regular old competitor, dude. Like, there hadn't been enough I'm payoff, payoff for that yet.
2: Yeah, I'm not either because I do like this role better than what he was doing before. And I also don't necessarily want to see bland, no character Kurt Angle back in this right. role because he's great. But when he's just said when he's just told to say the town and uh, you suck, yeah, it's just it's like, Nicole, you have a match
1: else. now.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I like the payoff potentially that they could do because he is young. He's still a competitor where, you know, like I said, when Vicky gets fired, well, that was cool and that's a fun moment. But then the next week we move on. Well, we can tell an awesome storyline with a authority figure who loses their authority and now has to go back to their job where they said it it, it reminds me a lot of like, When you get a new job, but before you quit, you tell everyone at your old job, like, you guys are losers. I'm out of here, and I'm never coming back. And then they go to the new job, and they get fired, and they have to, like, come back and be like, so,
1: like, are you guys hiring? And then you're like, nope. Nope. Fuck you, pal. Your sign says hiring out front. Be like, no, we meant to take that down. Sorry. Forgot.
2: We're too busy because you weren't fucking here. Yeah, we can tell the story of your actions have consequences. Now you have to pay for your sins, and no one likes you, right? Right. You're you're alienated from everyone. We're being told that you have to change in the bathroom because you're not allowed in the locker room for all the bullshit you did as GM. Like, there's a fun story to tell after All of the things you can't, do as a GM
1: can't find a tag team partner for tonight's tag team match. So you're gonna have to go out there and face AOP alone, uh, exactly. because nobody yeah. wants right, right. Yeah. Well, so, and that's great, but I think it made it even better if we let this roll on a little more that's and what give I'm him saying. more. Right. Of that yeah. Run.
2: Right. Give this whole like, hey guys, I'm young, rich, and powerful, and I do what I want when I want. And guess what? AOP you're taking on Finn Balor and then Finn if you do win mm-hmm. we're putting you through a gauntlet so then you got to take on The Bar or whoever well, you know and just yeah all of And this of these is where you can get
1: a suspenseful show back again right with the what will happen next week is you start getting the backroom politic power struggles with his cronies, right? Mm -hmm. Who's stabbing who in the back? Who's, who's got the real project, right? Who's he Mm -hmm. using to get one over? Oh, all that could be there.
2: Yeah. Leo Rush knows the, the, the slip ups of a Baron Corbin. So now Leo Rush is trying to politic his way to get Bobby Lashley into the title picture. Will it work? Will it won't? That, that's a story yeah. we can
1: tell and then who knows what what people use to sweeten the deal with corbin right what is what right. is he like what's he really out for what mm-hmm. what makes him tick right like there's all kinds of fun
2: stuff and then, and then you could uh, even go babyface with it right where he goes like guys you know i've been losing my way blah 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 blah, and then look at me have i've got, got this a...
1: great position of power and i'm abusing it <laughs> i should what be is doing we're... good yeah mom's yeah. right have him do a <laughs>
2: Right, and then you could have him do a quick baby face thing right. and then go like, but this wasn't fucking fun. I want the limos again. And then he goes right back in the heel, and yeah. then that's when he gets fired because Stephanie was like, you motherfucker,
1: right? Yeah, like, Ric Flair convinces him to go back to the limos, right? Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah, it could be great, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, so far I'm liking it. It's the most intriguing thing of the week to me that isn't like – I mean, there's other things that are good, like you said on SmackDown and things, but this is the newest thing that's making me go like, well, hey, man – You know, like, this could be really big if they play it right. Yeah, and
2: we hope that it will. And I agree. I like it for the potential, right? Right. And one of the things that I bought in on this storyline was the new wrinkle where he said, hey, Heath Slater, you're not going to be a wrestler. You're going to be a ref. Now, if he starts doing these more out-of-the-box things other than it's a two-on-one match, it's a three-on-one match, and he says, hey, Finn, uh, go join Heath Slater. You're a ref now, too. Like, what the fuck? Really? And then we have some intrigue, because we've never really seen that as a week-by-week story. We've seen the one night, you know, Stone Cold has to be the ref against, or Stone Cold has to be the ref for a match between Triple H and Undertaker mm. for the title, whatever. But if we're saying, like, no, this is your new role, well, what's the end game there? What's right. the end story there? That's what I like.
1: Let's right. hope for the best. All right. So what is your favorite thing.
2: Daniel freaking Bryan. Like I said, my criticism is now mute. You've convinced me of what he said Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. But wow, is he cool? I mean, not cool in the sense of like, I want to be that way and I agree. Don't go the CJ Parker route. But hey, the yes side plates on the title, that's stupid. Oh yeah, and all of it.
1: Don't do the no chant. Don't do the yes chant. It's all got to... Yeah, he took right. the side plates off, threw them right? down. So now yeah. it's just a blank. It's all got to be done, right? Yeah. You don't even and, you don't you hate that, right? You hate the and, yes and no. Change. And he's so diabolical
2: and almost like a step ahead of everyone to where it felt like during the promo with the Miz, where Miz was like, "You're just doing what I told you," and then they were doing the what thing, and he's Which like, I love. right?" But I love that the Miz is still then,
1: hung up about him. Anyway, yeah,
2: the it, it's consistent with the story, yes. right? It's Miz saying, "See." This is you a jackass! Ten year story have been telling now. you this for years. Yeah, yeah. Right. and it's another extension. It's another chapter in their ten-year storyline, like you said. But going back to the promo specifically, it almost felt like Daniel Bryan was trying to bait the crowd into saying what, just so that he could get the line of "you idiot sheep," mm-hmm. right? And you're like. You asshole like because yeah. it may yes, he is exactly right, but I don't want him to be right. right. I want the what chant to be fun. It's not, but he's completely right in what he said. And so just like you said with the I kicked one guy in the dick. Guess what? You guys are destroying this mm-hmm. earth. What's worse? Well, Fuck. Yeah,
0: you right. you're, like,
1: you're like oh hey yeah but man we're here we're talking about this yeah. not that yeah. asshole yeah. and you'd be like really is that a hamburger is meat mm-hmm. and like, dude fuck off right like that yeah you, you don't like that guy yeah because he's like well, just copping using, out right? And, right yeah
2: and he's using a great argumentative tactic that shouldn't work but everyone uses it's called whataboutism right mm-hmm. i've talked about this in the past i think on tim and tom and not on this podcast where you know if you say uh Hey, Tim, you know, uh, or like if you say to me, Hey man, you need to show up to record this podcast on a, on time. And I say, well, yeah, Tim, well, what about all the times that you never text back? Like that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the one and the same, but it could be true. You know what I mean? Like. It, but it's not a tactic that you know yeah. has logical sense but it's a emotional response that you have he uses whataboutism perfect so far and his look he's not wearing the damn oh, yeah. Daniel Bryan t-shirt he uh, just looks like a guy who's like this shit is stupid
1: <laughs> i i called it um what did i say to myself i said he looks like a uh, kurt cobain themed raven right now yeah right Mm -hmm. like it's great i love it and and i like that he's calling himself the new daniel bryan he should stick with that for a little bit too right the new daniel bryan get pissed when anybody calls him anything but that
2: yeah and he made the and, and the other thing that i like about him and again i wish dean ambrose would steal a page from this but the viciousness right so the end of smackdown was he beats up AJ Styles, leaves the ring, like you said, makes the ring announcer call him yeah. the new Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. but then goes back into the ring to beat up AJ Styles yes. more. And this and this one move that I think uh, Kushida uses in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but now Daniel Bryan's taking it, but where he holds both of their hands and just fucking stomps oh, yeah. on their head, that is a dickhead move, and I like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Right, like I hate it, but I'm supposed to hate it. It's not like a Nia Jax is a fucking bad wrestler move. It's a this is a dickhead move, and that's perfect. Yeah, everything that he's doing. Going back to what you said about the Miz, he he didn't necessarily concede to the Miz, Mm -hmm. but he didn't tell the Miz that he was wrong. Right. Yeah. And that's a cool little storyline where, again, it adds another chapter. Well. Yeah, I think again. The long play here is Shane McMahon turns heel on Miz, Miz goes babyface, Daniel Bryan gets past AJ Styles and then fill in the blank, and then at WrestleMania we get babyface Miz versus heel Daniel
1: Bryan. And, and that's, that's the a great point. thing about this is for, what, what, 10 years now? I mean, like how long yeah. has this been happening? I mean, eight probably at least um, of this storyline uh, that now to flip – Right? Uh, mm-hmm. And we've seen some sprinklings of them going like, all right, yeah, okay. Right? Like, I get, yeah. I get it. All right, cool. I can see what you're saying. You know what I mean? So there's going to be a day, too, where those two you dine on something, and it's just – whether it's heel or baby face is going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's great. I, yeah, I love that. I love where he's at. Now this is my favorite Daniel Bryan I've ever seen. Uh, because we've talked I about still, this a lot, right? But uh, yeah. uh, I, I, when – the first stuff of the Occupy stuff was happening, right? He was really yeah, catching fire then. That was perfect. I really liked that, but I didn't necessarily like him as much. I liked mm-hmm. the movement. I liked that people were finally going like, no, yeah. enough, right? Like, and enough with that, right? Yeah. Like, And then he was the guy. I was like, all right, cool, fine. I'm fine with him. Like, he doesn't bother me at all, right? Like, um, Yeah. But I never was like a Daniel Bryan guy. Right now, yeah, this is the most I've ever been like, yeah, I like that. I want to see what he has to say.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm a Daniel Bryan guy. Uh, I like the Yes movement. I was a part of that Occupy thing. I had the T-shirt. I liked all of his merchandise with the Yes in his face and all of that. Um, But I agree, this Daniel Bryan is a dickhead. And one thing, hopefully, if you've read the book, uh, his autobiography, which is fantastic, it's about halfway through. Still,
1: get that back to you soon.
2: Oh, that's fine. I'm I'm talking more to the general uh, to the general listeners here, but. One thing that, you know, as you kind of read it, you're like, okay, preachy asshole. I get it. Like, like what he said about the earth. It's like, okay, I'll fucking plant a garden. Now, would you just shut the fuck up and wrestle? Like, not shut up and dribble, but you know what I mean? A little bit along those lines. He's, he, when he's playing that, those things up, he's kind of unlikable and it fits because you're like, yeah, you know, I, I agree with you, but you he feels very
1: smug. Yes, and naturally. unintentionally so. There's a That's difference, what I'm like saying, yeah. Yeah, like I, I've I've tried to talk to some people about like I'm like like an unintentional conceit, and it fits there, right? It mm-hmm. fits. It's that it's that thing where people are like, "Oh, a vegan and a CrossFitter walking in a room, and neither one of them will yeah. shut up about it," right? Like, right, right, like uh, yeah. it's that. Like, hey, man, like I get where you're coming from. Is this great thing, and you think it's so great that you want to share it with the world because you think it would be great for them also? Mm-hmm. But that's not how the people receive it, and that's something they taught us a lot in communication school is that the. Um, you've probably talked about the medium is the message um mm-hmm. yep. uh, it's that it's that uh in in that book it, it, and work is that it doesn't matter what the message from you the giver of the message is at all once it's left you it no longer matters what you intended what it was per like you know what i mean nothing matters mm-hmm. because it will be on who receives it how they received it Right. Like once you send that message out, it's done and you can no longer control anything about it. So, um, right. So for good or for bad. And that's kind of where we're at.
2: Well, and to go along a little bit more with Daniel Bryan, specifically, if you go back to his talking smack days, when he was the GM, you know, he would have so many of those one-liner zingers to the heels where Mm -hmm. he was like, well, Hey, heel, you know, you said this, but I caught you in this lie. And you were like, well, that's good. But then when he can use that same ability as a heel, mm. it makes him more unlikable, which he obviously has that trait, which we saw in Talking Smack. So, yeah, I'm just a total fan of everything Daniel Bryan's doing. I did have that criticism, but like I said, Tim, you talked me out of it because it makes sense of what he's saying. Well, now, hopefully he just goes yeah. more with that. Right. And so for this week on, you know, the first week of December 2018, the year of the new idea i'm in on it now if he just goes into the cj parker well that'll fucking suck yeah but i didn't even right take now, it i love
1: it i didn't even take it either of those ways i just kind of thought of that as you were bringing it up and i was like well if he doesn't use it as like his starting yeah. point right mm-hmm. if he throws it in only in that responsive way as like a cop out of like himself. right yeah. yeah great perfect even better do more of it um yep. definitely yeah, agree. we'll see yeah i definitely like this i think he's hot right now um you like cylinders. Him. Yeah, I like him. He looks sexy with that beard. Uh, <laughs> so, he should walk out
2: to Even Flow. That's the only thing I would add yeah, to it. If, um, if we didn't have copyright things, Even Flow. He looks like no, Eddie Bennett.
1: You know what I would even do, too, is I'd go full like a Mumford & Sons like hipster, like just tr- something that's but like a, a a cliche version of that, right? Like some kind of like jug ban band. Mm-hmm. You know, contemporary, guy, like picture a guy with a beard and boots and uh, yep. like like the coffee shop I told you about earlier, Fiddle. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like whatever music that shit is, yep. my apologies if anybody listens to that. Um, like whatever all that is, he
2: should come out to that. It would be perfect in a perfect world scenario, even though he'd be stealing this idea from the heel goat in 2018 but if he could get enough booze it would make sense like you said with the hipster thing that he didn't even have a song right a theme song who do you think i am coco beware i just dance for you yeah I don't that's play music. stupid I like why out. are
1: why are we even doing this like yeah. you guys like i gotta now, tell that's... some guy to cue up my music like stop. right
2: now that's stealing
1: from well, Tommaso Ciampa. But he doesn't
2: do but, that anymore. He has music. Right. Now. He doesn't do that anymore. But, you know, Tommaso Ciampa, the heel god, uh, God, he, this year. Or, you it, know, here's what wrestler. you do with Daniel
1: Bryan oh. you do whatever, like the most basic thing that w- would make a musician call it a song, right? If it's three <laughs> chords that just play in succession or whatever, right? The most basic tonal. Thing. so I'm it's just petty. like a ding no i mean like just of notes of like a oh yeah like just so it's just like ding, ding, right like just something annoyingly mm-hmm. fucking and he'll be like that's music that's technically music it's no different than what you guys are throwing out here it doesn't make any sense either you know what i mean like why do, am i burning what down right like i mean yeah. just like just goes It'll into all of it, right? like, this is no different right like yeah it's uh, like they said <laughs> i needed music this is the bare minimum that music has to be right like just yeah. yeah get off me I like, right? it. like yeah. That's a,
2: yeah that'd be a good could, idea could be something like right because
1: then everybody would hate that when they hear that right just some, mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know something like that but we'll see man it looks to be going good and um it leaves me wanting to know what will happen next week right
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. i agree and speaking of that what will happen next week well another episode of the spanish announce table right of keep course rolling along Like WWE, only better. But we'll be back next week with another one of the Spanish announce table. Fun fact a group of ferrets is called
0: a business. The Spanish announce table.